everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm glad you're here because you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Tribe. I'm on a Skype call with my friends, Ryan Turford, the meteorologist on the moose, and Donnie eat all of that hype. He's from PSPG is here. We're going to talk all about that director underscore direct and all a bunch of games that we're playing. So jump on into the Xbox Tribe. <laughs> Hello, Sean Capri. I could see you in the corner, Ryan, just like face palming. What is this guy doing with the intro? Feeling silly tonight, my friend. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad you're feeling silly. I'm glad you're feeling silly. It must be because of the weather, Sean, because currently it's a nice, cool, crispy minus 13 degrees Celsius here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Although with the wind chill, it feels closer to minus 20. Out Donnie, there. save me. Donnie. It's not it's not it's not, it's very cold. It's very so cold. You did this. Yeah, uh, which is why I bundled up tonight, John. I'm wearing my 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 Xbox, <laughs> you, you know, Snuggie, because of course I am, because uh, yeah, it's yeah, cold. It's cold outside. Also, hi, Donnie. Hello, Ba. What's up, guys? Welcome on in. Of course, Donnie joining us from the old PSVG the old uh, here PSVG. in the house tonight to talk Xbox. I'm very excited you're here, Donnie. Yeah, for the Empire. For the Empire. For the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, this is the Xbox driver. We talk about Xbox all the time. So let's hop right into the show without further ado. Let's clean the garage. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of amazing ways to do that. Number one, if you're watching the live stream right meow over at youtube.com slash carpool gaming, or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to slightly tap that like button, smash kick that subscribe button, and then let us know in the comments below what you're excited about. In the world of Xbox in 2024, we would love to hear from you. Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well. And then let us know in a nice Apple podcast review what you think about the podcast. Or maybe, you know, leave us a nice little Spotify rating. All that stuff helps the show grow. Or you can even also leave a comment on Spotify because there are comments on Spotify as well. Also, if you want one big podcast feed with the entire Carpool Gaming Cinematic Universe on it, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash carpool gaming of course we have all kinds of exclusive content over there like the pants patreon podcast for patrons podcast bts and a whole lot more also carpoolgaming.com is our website where we have uh merch including an xbox drive t-shirt as well as t-shirts from all of our other merch and all of course all of our podcasts live there as well so check us out over there and uh last but not least sean um we've been teasing this for a while we're still teasing but we want to of course continue to put the word out the future of carpool gaming February 5th, please be excited. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So there you go. I just want to say there are people who know what the next chapter is. And y'all are walking a line. I see you. And I just, you guys, careful. Careful, okay? Just be careful. Just just take it easy. We're almost there, you guys. I thought it was me we had to worry about. There's people, if people are paying attention, it's out there. But I'm excited, Ryan Turford. Absolutely. Now we shouted to Drelsh in the chat, by the way, Sean, who says, I need more weather, please. The Xbox. Not a chance. I'd rather tell you that. Did you know that in Bluey, the cartoon, there's a hidden long dog in every single episode, but it's hidden. It's like a little it's like a little game, Ryan. You can go and find that. I'd rather distract you with that and tell you that I was playing Prince of Persia up until the very second we came on over here, just so that we don't have to talk about whatever you were going to go on about. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, actually, I was going to transition to one last thing. Uh, Fantasy Critic is happening. Of course, signups are closed at this point. 
Uh, but you, Sean, you just had your first, oh. your, your fantasy critic draft. Yes. It just happened. Just before this, I have to give a shout out. We have um, shout out to Yon32 who organized League A, which I'm in. We've got three full leagues. We've got like 36 people, uh, an all time high for fantasy critic for Carpool Gaming. Very cool. Lots of people engaged. Uh, a lot of people who are going to be celebrating games coming out for the whole year. So it's not just about the draft. It's a kind of like a year long commitment, which was very fun. Um, and these kind of things, you pick games that you're you're thinking are going to score very well, but it's first come first serve. You don't know what other people are going to pick. You don't know that Quagmire is going to come out of nowhere and pick unannounced Mario Kart game, unannounced Super Mario 3D game, unannounced Animal Crossing game, unannounced Monolith Soft IP. I think there's one more in there that I'm forgetting. Oh, Metroid Prime 4, of course. Dude, going after my heart. We're all we're all trying to get Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth and whatever else. All these, you know, um but oh P- Persona 3 went up really high as well. Yeah. And he's just it's doing unannounced his own thing. Monolith IP as in it can't be a Xenoblade game. Exactly. So well, I counterpicked that, is, that sucker. That is way out there on the limit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you better believe I counterpicked that one. I mean, they're not even there's no way in heck that they're even close to actually bringing in a new game, let alone a new IP at this point. Well, I we'll find out. Xenoblade game. We'll find out. Actually, we'll find I, out. I'm pretty sure we've heard that they've Zeno been on the record Xbox. saying that their next game is a new IP. So I think oh, wow. that it's actually accurate. Can you imagine, though? They they've said no, that I in interviews. Don't keep up with them as much. Yeah. Well, I just want to quickly say thank you to Yon32, also known as John32, but we do our J's, our soft J's around here. Of course. Uh, Marcus O'Neill, Drellish, and Hambone Yanni uh, for setting up this fantasy critic. Um, up out of nowhere, the behind the scenes work is phenomenal. These guys are working around the clock to make sure that everybody had a great time. So thank you to you guys and thank you to everybody for signing up. We're in for a weekend of great picks. And yeah. celebrate games all year. That's, that's I was gonna say I'm in League C. I'm very excited. Tomorrow night is my draft, Sean, and I'm ready to defend my crown because Yon32 is already coming for me. He's like, I'm coming after that crown mm. already. I have this the, the sights are set, Sean. The, the the targets are out there. People are excited to try and take me down this year, apparently, mm-hmm. for some reason. But I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out what happens. But uh anyway, Sean, we should probably grab our eight tracks pop them in it's time for the playlist because we should because you talk about the games we've been playing because you were already transitioning to that talking about prince of persia so Can't like um donnie since you are the guest tonight i'm gonna actually ask you first what have you been playing my friend i've also been playing prince of persia yeah it's incredible yeah i love it i played pal world today like well like the the 10 million other people yeah um, that was fun <laughs> sort of kind of um <laughs> So do you want to talk about that or are you going to talk about Prince of Persia? Do Power World. I'm so fascinated with this game, dude. Um, I have not like followed Power World. I've been following it like it's released, but I have not like been tuned into what it is. So I was uh, surprised when I booted up to find it's a survival game um, because I watched <laughs> the trailer and, you know, they're like, it's Pokemon with guns. I was like, OK, we're going to have an RPG with guns and Pokemon. No, it's not. No, nope. it's a survival <laughs> game. It's 100% a survival game. Yeah, it's like Valheim or like the kids would know like Fortnite build or whatever the new thing is called, right? It's that. It's that with Pokemon. Mm. So if you wanted to play like Valheim meets Legend Arceus, you are in for a treat. But it's also in beta. So it's janky, like real Mm. janky, Um, which is not uh, a stone to throw at a game that's in beta, right? It's not out yet. Um, Mm -hmm. It does have what I would call like, like general blandness. You know, like mobile game kind of bland looking assets. <laughs> it's like Garrett Bland's alternate alter ego, like not Dar- Doctor Bland, yeah. General Bland, General Bland. Bland. <laughs> um, but seven but armies. I will say that I played it on the Ally, and I had issues. I had issues with the frame rate. I had issues with uh, the mapping of controls. Not necessarily the controls, but like 
things weren't labeled correctly in the game. So I was like trying to figure it out as I go, like what button does what. Uh, playing on the Xbox console, all of that went away. Everything is labeled correctly. And so it's a little bit more optimized. I was like, okay, playing it, I do like survival games. I do play Valheim. I do play uh, Moria. So like this is kind of a, an, uh, a little thing that I get into from time to time. And it does the same thing, right? You chop, it's a tree puncher. You you go collect wood, you collect rocks, you build a bench, you build a new thing, you build oh, Pokeballs benches. to go catch yeah. pals. Your pals are like running around the world. They're very Pokemon-like. And uh, you, I don't think it's ever going to get old, the viralness or the viral look of somebody hitting a Pokemon with a bat. Like, <laughs> that kind of is its own thing. Like, when you just pull out a machine gun and shoot a Pokemon, you're like, "There's this is something there. <laughs> like, this is something for someone. I don't exactly know who. Um, it's cool that you can have, like, shared servers. So, like minecraft you know like round you could get on there with your own server private server with your friends and you guys could build your own pal world you know um it's interesting i i think there's something there i think it's good like the bones are there for something do i want to play it right and do i want to stop playing persia to play this right now no yeah if this game gets a big update and comes out of beta in a year and people are talking about how it's better do i want to play it yeah kind of yeah um because again I want to shoot Mewtwo with a bazooka. Uh, I'm assuming on PC we will get mods for like actual Pokemon. Support. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Exactly. Like, and like, I do like a good survival game from now and then. Like you build a fort, you build your house, right? You, you, you know, go out and create your own things. Like there's, yeah, it's a fun loop. I, I enjoy it. I, I see why there's so, a, so much enthusiasm behind its launch. Is it going to keep that enthusiasm? I don't think so. Because like I said, I don't think it's ready for prime time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you jumped into it, man. I feel like you're sort of like on the fringes here. It does seem it, is it multiplayer? Is that the intention here? Is for you to you play it solo? Like for you, you to play really? by yourself if you want that's, to. That's you. Yeah. Like you'll you'll yeah. get enjoyment out of I that. I play Valheim by myself, and most people play that with people, and I was like, absolutely not. I did say that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Like you you uh it's it's interesting because I think I'm a little bit more of the multiplayer kind of person, but I think you're actually better suited for a game like this. You've got the tree, the tree punching thing down and i want to love a game like i don't know if this is a, is a, a good comparison but i want to love and play a ton of something like grounded but yeah. i just haven't you know yeah. like there's it, i get it but it's just not I got crazy that I into grounded too for yeah. like three oh. weeks it so was that's cool. my yeah that's my problem with those games is that i find them addictive that progression loop yep and i get so invested and like roped into them and i that's it's all i do until I'm done with it. And like, I almost have to choose times to play them. Like I have to find a window where I have a hundred hours to give to Valheim or 50 straight hours to give to Moria. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of stick, I stay away from them when I'm playing other things. And yeah. I got in, I checked it out kind of for the pod. And then I was like, okay, it's, it's time to go back to Persia. We'll, we'll see this another day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that actually like I, I have a situ similar situation with myself with something like Civilization Five, where like I know that I can sink like hundreds of hours in Civ Five just because I can because I'm that person. So I have to like very much be choosy about like okay, when am I actually going to play yeah. Civilization? Because it. it's like crack cocaine for me. Yeah, you have to schedule it in like a window where you have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's ridiculous. Like uh, Sean, believe believe me, if I like fell down the rabbit hole with Civ one day, like that would be all I'd ever play till the end of time probably sorry i'm just a little distracted thinking about you on crack cocaine so <laughs> Look, <laughs> i'm old i don't know if that's junkie over here or not so Damn. i mean 
Yeah, PSVG but I'm actually glad that you jumped into it as well, Donnie, because I'm glad to hear your perspective because I'm someone that was interested in this game until I saw that it was a survival game and that kind of instantly made me not want to try it because I, I know that I personally am just not that type of person. Like I have fun with some of those games like Lego Fortnite, for example. I had fun yeah. with playing with other players, but like for me to get enjoyment out of survival games like that, like I have to play with other players. And even then, like, I don't get too invested in like when we played grounded, Sean, I thought that was really fun. Super the, fun. The, the couple nights we played it, but I was like, I will never go back to this myself. You can tell this one's real early. I said, it's a janky, but like, it's also like the onboarding. You kind of have to look for what, like there, there's like a little checklist of what you're supposed to do in the corner, but like, it doesn't necessarily tell you how to do anything. Like there's yeah. not, it kind of feels like, like this is a beta for somebody that's maybe played some games like this and kind of yes. has an idea what you're doing. If you have yeah. no idea what you're doing, I could see you being lost. You know, mm. yeah, it kind of reminds me of when when Minecraft was in beta because no one really because it didn't have any of the recipes in the game or anything like that. Yeah. So like people had to figure all that stuff out. Um, and then the, like wiki guides upon wiki guides appeared for that over the overnight, pretty much. So I imagine it's probably something similar with this game, too. But yeah. I mean, it's very popular. Many people are playing this game. So one million people and playing on Steam in like its first hour or something. It's insane. Yeah. Seems like a great you know how many games. Game wish they could sell a million copies. Yeah, there's thousands of games where they could sell a million copies in five years, let alone in like no kidding, like like the thing. New IP as well, like it's really. And how many times we see like a Pokemon like kind of thing, like something trying to be Pokemon and Mm -hmm. doesn't quite hit it. You know, and this isn't that it doesn't like you're still capturing Pokemon, you're still beating the snot out of them. It's a survival game with like a Pokemon collection layer on top. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to that's because I was watching our good friend Console Cato stream for like six or seven hours or something. Cray. Every time I went back to her channel, she's still going. She seemed to really that hook enjoy is it. there though. I saw yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. it's there. Cause like when you capture your pals, you can like make them work and like they can do tat. And like that whole it's that progression loop. And I think that's the same thing with the sieve. You get yeah. into the sieve and you're like, oh, another day, another let yeah. me let me finish the barracks. Let me finish, let me just get this mountain. Let me get my that, culture up so I can summon Elvis to go that, and take over the, uh, the Lands. That progression loop is addictive when you just keep mm-hmm. building and you keep building. You're like, all right, let me just let I'll just get till my base is done. And then, you know, somebody yeah. invades you and you're like, I'll just finish them and you just keep going. Yeah. I love that though. I love discovering games like that that kind of get you and you're you're aware of what it's doing because like we've oh, been yeah. around for a while and you're like, yeah. you got me. I love that. You yeah, know? I was playing with my son. I was showing him the ropes because I thought he would like it a lot. He's definitely the more Pokemon of us. And I was like, okay, that's enough. I need to turn this off or I'm not going to yeah, turn it off. Like I need to get out while I still can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not addicted. I can quit anytime I want to, right? Crack cocaine, yep. Ryan Turford. <laughs> 100%. That's That's the way it always turns out to Just be. Just a little taste. Good God. Well, well, in okay. Game Pass, there it is. Yeah, it's funny how Pass. there's got to be a lot of traction for this in Game Pass. I would yeah. love to know estimates of this game versus other games in Game Pass. Because, like, this is a game that was marketed, but not, like, overly marketed. Not super big. A lot of people didn't even know it was coming out, Agreed. You know, like, until this week. Yeah. And based on how it's doing on Steam, one would only, like, by the associative property, only have to assume that it's probably, it might be outperforming a lot of games on Game Pass. Yep. You know, and it's like, wow. <laughs> like, I think what a thing. Benji was on there uh, talking about how it instantly launched up into the top 25 most played games on Game Pass, like within hours. Wow. So yeah, you that, can expect the trajectory there. I can, And we know how they are so here. analytical and in, 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 in analyzing their performance. Like, I, I kind of would love to be a fly on the wall hearing, like, what they think of that. 
you know, <laughs> just you got to think they paid much less money like for Vince this McMahon. game than yeah. they did for you know all the EA games and all the third party game, all the other games that get in. Like, no, this it is reminds me of what up. happened with Baldur's Gate, where Baldur's Gate three, same thing. Like, there was like barely any hype going into the release of Baldur's Gate three, but it just so happened that they did a press conference where they're like, "Hey, oh, you can have sex with a bear," and suddenly it became this huge hit. Even uh, and and that was almost a game that could have been on Game Pass at one point. It, it reminds me of a uh, Sean. He talks about a lot. I've heard over the years. Uh, you know, picking Titanfall over Destiny. There's right. like the there's the viralness that you can't replicate, and um, and Pal World seems to have some of that viral magic in a bottle at the moment. Nice. So I like how that tweet you just showed, Sean. By the way, from Benji Sales had like five hundred thousand people viewing it. Dude, this game, this game is huge. It's massive. So I'm glad, Donnie, you played it because you know it's a it's good for us to chat about. Yeah, um, that's exactly I mean, why so I played. Art it. Is I really was always like, wanting to play it, but that is why I jumped in today. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, it's it knows exactly what it's doing. You know? Oh, it yeah. And there are a lot of people I saw I saw on Reddit because I had we had somebody in the Discord. It was like, I wonder if Pokemon's going to like sue them. And I was like, how how could they? How could and then they? I saw on Reddit there are a lot of models that are very like Pokemon inspired models of actual Pokemon. Oh, like, definitely. Even this one yeah. that I was just showing. Yeah. Like, and you're like, okay, there is some likeness here. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to claim to even know what the hell, you know, copyright infringement claims or whatnot, you know, like yeah. they've got their own names and their own stuff. So like, I don't know if you could say it's the same, but like it is close. I don't know. It is close. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I like it. <laughs> I want, yeah, I want more of it. Me too. <laughs> I want more of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here I am. I'm like, I'll wait for the PC mods to actually put Cubone in the game, and then I am all in. <laughs> You're just going to shoot a Cubone in the face with an assault rifle? No, no, me and Cubone are going to shoot everything out. We're going to take over oh, the world. Because you can also, like, ride the Pokemon. Like, some of them fly or, like, run around really fast and stuff. I saw so, like, a lot of them actually help you with a lot of the survival stuff. Yeah, like, and yeah. Stuff too. Yeah, so it's like, it is, it's... If you were expecting a Pokemon game, if you watched that trailer like I did, and they're like, it's Pokemon with guns. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing like a Pokemon game. Like, from a yeah. design-wise, it's not even remotely the same. <laughs> yeah, because that was, and, and I mean, it's, it's an easy thing to miss because, like, the game uh, awards trailer and as well, like, the Summer Game Fest trailers we saw for this game, that's really just what they showed us. So, yeah, we just it worked. What the game was gonna it be. completely worked because, like, honestly, I saw that. I'm like, I don't even, I didn't even find myself asking the question, what is this game? I just knew I wanted in. Pokemon with guns, I'm in. It it's turns simple, out it's catchy, yeah. it's mm-hmm. memorable, it sits yep. in your brain. You know, it's an easy thing to do. They they know what they're doing. It's a good viral marketing scheme. Totally. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Don't go too deep on it. Just just the concept. Good enough. They got yeah. us. Don't do anything. They'll get a suit. Right. Like you can <laughs> only you can only cover the song for twelve seconds. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you yes. got to pay for it. Well, and it's up to like, you know, all the media will will say what they would want to yep. say anyways. They're not going to say Pokemon with guns, but we sure as hell will. And that's yeah. all they need, you know, 100%. the us and the IGNs and the whoever else, the ones with actual reach. So good for them. I like it. More more blatant ripoffs. It reminds me in a certain way, though. Remember when we first saw this is more of a Nintendo thing, but the first time we saw uh, Genshin Impact and was like, oh, my gosh, yes. this company is like completely ripping up Breath of the Wild. And it's like, no. Not really, you know. That's what I kind of meant with like that mobile, like you know that mobile game like look and feel. It definitely the first when I booted up, I was like, oh, so like like Genshin, like it's it's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. 
exactly. Nice. Yeah, it's probably a similar situation too. They're like foam stars versus Splatoon. We're like, good call. They, they, yes. They like an interview with the developers this week of foam stars, Sean, and they came out and they're like, yeah, I don't know why people keep comparing to Splatoon. Yeah, it's completely different. And I'm just like, like, we wish you'd stop comparing. It's like, well then stop making it. Like you're making mm-hmm. a Splatoon clone. It literally, it, uh, exactly. I'm just like, we know what you're doing. We fuddled by that quote. I'm just like, well, all right then. But uh, anyways, you guys also played Prince of Persia. I know you're excited to talk oh, about that as well. I love it. I mean, Same. I talked about Sean yesterday. I've talked about PSVG. I almost feel like I'm redundant here. I'll talk about it on Shaq again. So anyone that's following me around this week, I apologize. But I will just say I would try to shortly surmise that I love it. The quality of life and what I call casual features that it's added to a Metrovania has changed. Like I, I never want to play a game that doesn't have like this kind of user support. And like that may be the biggest takeaway that I have. I think it might be my favorite Metrovania game. I've got to like finish it and all that. There are certain things like I don't, I'm not as tied emotionally or at the musical level like that I was at Ori. Yeah. But I think the gameplay is better. I think the platforming is better. Um, the combat is similar. Um, but the platforming and the level design, I think, is on another level. I do really enjoy the artwork in the game as well and how many different environments and things there are. But um, Metrovania has never been my thing. So nobody take my opinion as like any sort of expert one. It's not my favorite genre. Um, I have typically always kind of my biggest issue, honestly, my, maybe my biggest pet peeve in all video games is feeling like I'm wasting time. You know, for the amount of time that I have to play games, to play all the games that I want to play, I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time. This is my number one issue why I don't like roguelikes. Any game that, like, sets me back at the beginning, it's like, try again. I'm like, F this game. I'm not doing this. (laughs) Um, It's my biggest issue. And a lot of Metroidvanias, I get very anxious. I'm walking around feeling like I'm lost. I don't know if I'm, am I going in the right direction? Am I not going? I understand that that's the fun. There's people that's like, go figure it out, go explore but I like that comfort in knowing that I'm literally not about to walk across. There's a lot of games that are really big right now. Like they're huge. I don't want to completely waste hours at a time going in the wrong direction. And this game I'm playing with the guided mode. It gives me an icon to aspire to without showing me how to get there. I may not have the upgrade to get there. I may not open the path to get there, but I generally know where I should be trying to get to at any point in time. And you know what that has done for me is giving me the peace of mind to explore the rest of the go the other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's literally just having that peace of mind. It's like, okay, I know I can go there but I haven't finished figuring this out yet. So I'm going to yeah. stick around. I yeah. have never played a Metroidvania in this uh, point of point of view, in this mindset before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the that closest one would be has like changed Metroid the Prime. way that I play these. Like Metroid Prime would be the closest comparison because it also has like that kind of guided mode thing as well, where it's like, here, here's the, your, yes. your next objective on the map. And I've always I'm loved not going to show Prime. you how to get yeah. there. And you just choose whether or not you want to go explore and then go do it. Like I feel, I felt like the same way about that as the guided mode in this. Yeah. Mm, you Did you stop playing it, Ryan? Uh, I played it a little bit this week, but as you'll learn in a second, I played a lot of other old games this week. Cause this was, this was very much like I, I didn't have a lot of sit down, time for games this week so it ended up just becoming like old game week this week which nice. i'm excited to talk They're about jealous. Yeah. Second when you guys were done okay. talking about prince of persia well i uh, i messaged donnie sometime this week and i was like this could be the game that gets me into like a rogue ally or one of these one of these things steam deck or something like that because i can't stop thinking about this game 
and I want to play it like for the first time. Um, this is this is a game that you know you can play on consoles and everything else. It's not not inherently PC, but I happen to be playing it on PC. But I want to be playing it everywhere. Like I I don't always want to be sitting at my desk, and this is the first game where I'm like want to play it all the time because i'm taking my time with it as much as you say this game respects your time by kind of pointing you in the right direction i'm exactly like you donnie i am i'm in the back half of the game but i'm like 25 hours into this thing like i am scouring it's a, everything it's a big game it's like, a big so game more here big map. than i thought there would be dude like and you can spend I, I think you were talking on psvg like if you want to decide like this is the corner of the map i want to clear out like that's my day or if yeah. you want to just go like uh collect a bunch of shards and upgrade your gear that can be your day or if you want to go get those little like um jars of sand that you can then yeah. go like pull in that could be your day if you want to go get to the next big boss that can be your like it's so deep and layered and there's something for you to find that is super fun um the last time I talked about it, I think it was on the Nintendo Drive earlier this week, and I had hit a couple of pretty intense platforming areas where it kind of stretched, um, just like a lot of good Metroidvanias do. It's like, you're going to use all the abilities you have to get through this section. You're going to double jump, mm-hmm. you're going to dash, you're going to do the little like blippy thing. Um, and that kind of tripped me up for a little bit, but it was definitely by choice. I think it was last night I was playing. the section where... Um, these like icons on the wall and you you jump in front of it and they turn white and then a, a a block just like slams into the wall and if you're in the way you'll get crushed but you're gonna have to use that timing to kind of like trigger a block to appear so that you can jump on it before it disappears and sure. you kind of have to um volley a couple of those together and i could have quit like i saw what was at the end which wasn't a gigantic uh treasure chest or anything it was just like a xerxes coin or something i'm like i'm here i'm gonna i'm gonna finish this section off and it's gonna feel great and that's what i did and it's optional but you can go back and and go beat a boss which i did just before i got onto the podcast (laughs) and that felt great and i've got a new ability and it just keeps the dopamine is flowing and as far as i can see um I'm yeah, like I said, a little over into the back half of the game. I've cleared about forty-five percent of what is to be seen. So, it seems to me that I'm like being pretty thorough, actually. So I like I'm. I guess I'm maybe on pace to finish at about 85 percent. Um, I'm taking my time, you guys. Like this is going to be a 40, 50 hour experience for me because um, I just can't bring myself to mainline it at all. Um, and that's kind of like maybe less of a Metroid, typical Metroidvania experience for me and more of a Ubisoft experience for me where I just kind of want to explore, explore, explore. And then eventually I get triggered into just beating the game, moving on to something else. But Ryan, I'm in no rush this year. Yeah. I'm not buying new games as we've, I mean, as we've heard, Ryan. Well, if you play too much, Sean, then you will just run out of games to play and then you'll be forced to buy new games. And we can't have that. Can't have can't that. New games. Definitely no. not. But we found a new wrinkle, which we'll have to talk about on the Nintendo Drive. While we were on the Fantasy Critic, um, uh, community member Darstridius uh, asked me, what if you buy some hardware that it includes a game? And I think that's going to have to be allowed because I might I, be I might be building a PC later on this year. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Game. Like it's it's either that or like, yeah, building a PC, for example, Sean, that's a perfect example of something where it's like, well, it, like my, the last my last PC came with Marvel's Midnight Suns, and I'm like, well, I can't, I can't what not get my new PC this year. I just right? got a new PC. Yeah. So. See, there you go. Because yeah. so I need, I might need a new keyboard. That's that's what brought it week. on. Right. Yeah. Or or you know, if you buy like a, any other 
console that comes with a game. Like, yeah, of course, of course, I feel like that counts. Now, I would, I would argue, Sean, if like Nintendo were to, for some reason or another, and I don't think they're going to do this, but if for some reason they decided that this is finally the year for the N64 Mini and you were to buy the N64 Mini, I feel like that would count as buying a new game because that's not really like hardware you really need, Sean. I love that this ruse continues. I know, right? It's going to be all it's a year. Just, yeah, like, he's, Sean is just like, hey, we're not buying any games except the games on Game Pass, except the games that come to review, except the Switch game. It's like, except <laughs> that's not buying the PlayStation 4 game. It's like, it's it's absurd. And this is the, the final the print of this thing is insane. Of all the people to be ruffling feathers like you are right now, Donnie, I feel like you of all people would understand that it's not about really You're like the IRS tax code with this proclamation. <laughs> you just got loopholes everywhere. It's like, Everywhere to get through. That's the best part about it, though. That's great. That's why I love this. It's gonna I save you a lot this. of money in the end. <laughs> Look, there were times. To- this is gonna get very tricky. Number one, I get emails almost every single day that tell me like this game's on sale and your wish list is on fire and everything is great. And I got to ignore those. That's where it's the real challenge here. Um, so Black Friday and holidays this. next year. It's gonna be hard. Sean, sweet hangs. So many times we got together and just peruse the stores and load up the carts and that's what I mean. Throw 20, but it's so fun. It's so much fun. Oh man. You yeah. join in, Sean. Join I'm gonna in. I thought you were you. gonna get me. That like talking like it's not about like, oh, this game's coming no, out. Like, whatever. Like, guys, have the you games whether attention? or not you played it or not. It doesn't that's matter. Not how I've been, that's not how I've been buying games. Yes. Well, hold on, it's hold the on. 10 for $12. Exactly. Kind of. Sean, the fanatical mystery 20 ticket. Dude, you I never know. You don't know what you can get. get it could emails. be anything. It might it's not even anything. be a game at all. It could be a, it could be a word perfect or something. Word perfect. I love yeah. word perfect. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't word count. Copy. That's software. That's not games. Yeah, it could count. <laughs> you never know what's in there. It could be anything. could be literally anything. But, oh, man. Uh, well, Sean. I feel like I'm in the same boat as you because I might, I almost don't feel like I need new games because all I played this week was old games. Oh. And here we go with Ryan's old game Palooza, starting with a game I beat this <laughs> week, Sean. Bill and Ted's excellent video you game adventure not. for awesome. the NES. Of course, this is an LJN published game. So that's the, that the rainbow one that you needed. Yeah. Um, they're, they're the company logo. that, you know, published Maximum Carnage, which is a great game. Sean and I both love that game. But they also published uh, The Uncanny X-Men for the NES, which is one of the worst games ever. So um, <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent video game adventure is not excellent. This game is terrible. But I I felt the need, Sean, because I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I've been doing this thing for a long time, for a number of years now, where I want to actually beat every game that LJN published. And this is just the next one on the list. Why? Of course, this this was on a collection I that was it. that re- limited run was released. Why is this a thing? Because I like bad games, Donnie. I, like I to do too. Them. But like, I've never been like, I need to beat everything this publisher made. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of that. I'm just that person though. And but this is just very silly because you know you're jumping into bushes trying to get you know CDs that you can give to Julius Caesar because I guess he likes CDs. Uh, and then you know you're you've got these coins and you got to like navigate through like time space to yeah get the phone booth where you're going. It's just like it, it it it's everything that I like like about Bill and Ted, but it's just not executed well, which makes me what about Socrates? Is Socrates in the game? Uh, Socrates is not in the game because it's not the same historical dudes that are in the movie. It's uh, different historical. Didn't dudes. have the different. licenses. Mm. Couldn't get yeah, the Yeah, exactly. You got like, um, you've got uh, Cleopatra in this game. You got oh, okay. Rembrandt. You got a bunch of different like Rembrandt. Weird. They need to be, but it's all text, I imagine. Like they can't, yeah. they can't 
convey the mispronunciation yeah, it's of, of Socrates. Oh, oh no, no, no. Yes. What they do, Sean, is they do like the mispronunciations in like the words in the dialogue. Of course. They, they like do. spell them out. Cause yeah, like way to they, go. there's these like long dialogue trees you'll go on in this game. And uh, yeah, of course it's like spelled the way that you would think phonetically like Bill and Ted would pronounce these names. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. The Xbox that, drive. So that was game number one, Sean. I, I oh, beat no. Bill and Ted's <laughs> excellent video game of it. There's two more. Thank God, In fact, Donnie's you know what, Don, Donnie, you'll actually probably be excited about this one. Um, because earlier this year, I put out a list of 10 games that I've decided I'm going to beat this year. This is in addition time. to the LGN games. Yeah, I did, well, the LGN thing is like a five or six year. You're making a lot of proclamations. How many proclamations mm-hmm. do you have this year? You have but a then, list of lists of proclamations? I, I have a have? list of 10 games that I'm going to beat this year for the first time. First time ever. Uh, Link to the Past, for example, is one of those games. But, wow. Uh, I know. I've played it, but I've never finished it. But uh, Donnie, you know what game I've played but never finished? Uh, Clock Tower 3 from PlayStation oh, wow. 2. Oh, that is, which is, is what I'm playing right now. Not good. I actually kind of like it. I like it so far. I like where it's the story okay. is going. It's, it's, I mean, it's not as good as the first two Clock Well, games. it's just, it's way different. And I think that's yeah. what more or less what, you know, what it is. It's right. just incredibly different from the other Clock Tower. No, but it really reminds me of like, ps2 capcom horror yeah, games 100 like that's exactly games. what so that like, game was supposed to be that's nice. why i'm actually like kind of enjoying this game uh because i like the, the 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 capcom's game so i don't rem- i've only played it once but i i don't even know if it beat it but i remember it being somewhat really like nonsensical oh, like story-wise this, i mean yeah it kind of goes all over the place of course you play as a a, a young 15 year old girl who go, is at this boarding school and she gets this letter from her mom saying please for the love of god do not come home because like there's these killers and it's really bad here like you need to stay yeah. where you are or hide yeah. Yeah, and then right. of course like immediately while she's reading this letter so, this other girl from the school is like hey your mom's on the phone so you go over to the phone and like, she finds that that's no one's there she's like oh i guess i'm gonna go home even though my mom told me not to come back home and wouldn't you know it there's a killer on the loose at their house so yeah. he has to try and escape from uh the mansion but uh, so far, so good. Again, I'm enjoying this game, but it's very much like uh, it's very different from the other Clock Tower games because uh, they were trying to go in a different direction from it. But I, I still like it because they didn't sell. They're trying to make something that would sell. And yeah. I, I don't think it's good. Um, but yeah, you can imagine me. Clock Tower fanatic loving it, buying that game day one, coming home to play and being like, what the hell is this? Yeah, for sure. It's very, <laughs> very different. But was pretty uh, upset at the time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Again, if you can separate yourself from it, I think I think it's definitely more enjoyable. But it's still like not one of the best PS2 horror games or anything like that. But uh, um, other game, of course, last game on my list uh, is also a licensed game, but actually a good licensed game. Uh, I've been playing The Lord of the Rings, The I love Return that of the King. Yeah, I love that game. I love this game. This yeah. game is still awesome in 2024 because you you play as the the fellowship um and they go on different adventures like you play as uh, as gandalf in his own set of levels and then you've got frodo and sam on their own quest and then you've got aragorn gimli and legolas doing their own thing and you're kind of you can mix and match whose stories you want to play through and it follows of course the events of return of the king uh and this game is super fun it's like an uh, like a beat-em-up video game i miss these i i think of these often whenever i bring up Whenever anybody brings up like the license, what I think of people talk about old bad license games are the ones that are specifically like recreations of like the movies. 
Yeah. Right. Like before Lego got going. And this is the one that I always come to when people bring this up as like, these were great. Yeah. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, this was a great way to like relive that. It was, it was awesome. I love them. Yeah. Between this and the two towers, which is also a great game. Like they're both both awesome. Like I I wish that these are some games, like a lot of the EA Lord of the Rings games. Like I I wish a lot of them would get re-releases between this and then uh, battle from middle earth Two. Like I think uh, those games are great. Like I I want, I want a new or a recreation or a remaster. I want a battle of middle earth game on PC back in the worst way. Talk about being addicted and being lost in a game. That would do it for me. Yeah, like I might I, just be like, well, I'll see you guys. I might pull a Sean. I'll see you guys next year. I'll catch up some games. I'm going to take off of the pod for a while. I have to go claim Middle Earth again. Honestly, Donnie, I was so desperate to to play that game. I've been playing the Xbox 360 version like last year, um, which is not nearly as good. I but, never uh, played the I'm console. just like, well, I need to I need I want to play this game somehow. And you can't get the PC version anymore. So you can, but you have to like break some keys and like there are ways but like it's not good they are trying to have you seen the remaster project i have yeah there's a yeah there's a fan remaster project i was hoping to kind of get in whenever they release but i don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to make it or not yeah so even though i'm playing this game on playstation 2 it's also on the original xbox which i think is probably the best place that's to right play it. actually yeah. uh and uh yeah this game's great and uh of course still great all these years later also i can't see in the chat asking about friday the 13th uh i can't see i have actually beaten friday the 13th i beat it a couple of years ago and uh i don't hate that game i think it's way better than bill and ted for example like that's night and day difference but there you go those are the old games i played this week and none of them were on xbox i also played a little prince of Persia, but it's just one of those things where it's like um i'm in the process of moving and i've been going to looking look for apartments and i'm doing this new training and i work and it just hasn't left a lot of time for games so uh playing older games just was easier this week to kind of do have like good like pick up and play experiences so that's that's kind of why i just spent a lot of this week playing old games instead of prince of persia this week so hey everyone it's me sean capri taking a quick pause on this episode of the xbox drive to tell you how to pop that sweet sweet achievement over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming where some amazing friends and supporters keep this thing running they pump our tires they jump in and get access to a ton of exclusive content and perks It's the best way to support everything we do here at Carpool Gaming. And for just a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the entire network of Carpool Gaming podcasts. That means none of this nonsense. But at the exclusive tier plus, you'll also get access to exclusive podcasts every single week. We've got the Nintendo Drive post show, which is a whole other show that we record after the Nintendo Drive, which isn't really a Nintendo podcast anyways, but people seem to like it. We've got that there, Pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast, our weekly Ask Me Anything AMA show with a new carpool host every single week. But hang on, there's more. I haven't even gotten to the best part yet. The best part is you can try out the exclusive tier and listen to all of it for yourself for free for a week. A seven day free trial to the exclusive tier, the most popular tier, by the way, over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. So check it out for yourself. Choose the tier that's right for you. You won't be disappointed. Now, back to the show. Anyways, let's slide into cruise control because we're like 40 minutes of the show. We haven't even started talking about our topic this week. Of course, the Xbox Developer Direct happened yesterday on Thursday, and we are going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about, of course, the five games that they showed off. And then, uh, of course, we wanted, we're going to talk about whether or not this has been, if this is shaping up to be a, a good year. Xbox and of course we have a ton of questions about this so huge thank you to everyone who wrote in your questions this evening for us about the developer direct 
uh, we will definitely get through all those. So I was thinking we'll just, you know, tackle each game kind of one at a time and then we'll we'll kind of do the overall. So we'll start with Avowed, the first game they showed. Fall 2024 is when this game came coming out. So, Sean, I already lost my first prediction that we did during our prediction show because I gave like <laughs> the exact date for Avowed and it's not coming out that day. It's not. So. You were so sure you could picture it. You could visualize Orion. I, it's because honestly, I thought that game was was closer than it actually was. And even when we were watching the presentation for about like it seemed like that game was pretty far along too. like when, from what we saw today, other than the fact that we didn't see the HUD or like certain other elements like um, I'm excited for this game. I was already excited for it before. I'm even more excited with you know what they showed. Like the combat looks super fun. Like I love kind of the dual wielding wands. Like, that was super cool. Like uh, I know Garrett and I have talked about this game a lot on RPG Cave. I know him and I are both very excited for Avowed. But uh, I want to know what you guys thought about Avowed. Starting with Donnie, because I, I know when you guys talked about it yesterday after the show, I know you had some interesting things to say about this. Um, yeah, I, I would just say I'm not, I wasn't moved either way. Um, I, I don't think my mind has kind of changed on it. I'm still kind of, I mean, I'm going to play, it's coming to game pass, right? I played power and I'm going to play about, yeah. um, I'm sure it'll be good. It's being made by obsidian. They make good games. Um, I don't play a lot of their games. It looks like Skyrim, right? Um, there is something about it that I just don't think has connected with me yet. And I don't even know the best way to describe it outside of, I kind of, I really want to watch somebody just play the game. It's like, we just keep getting little clips and segments of pieces of gameplay, you know, like just motions. Like we get to see an attack and we get to see a dialogue. And it's like, I want to see what happens when you do this attack. And then like, where do you go? How are you getting there? What's that like? Is there fast travel? Is there an overworld? Like how big is this world? What's defined in this world? Like I need the, the gist of the game. So far, what I've seen is like you can hold a gun or a wand or a sword and you can have like really long conversations with NPCs that like stare off in a direction and respond to you. Um, those aren't like especially that like that Skyrim Fallout dialogue thing. That is definitely not my thing. That might be my my least favorite part about these games. It's what I always think about like Bioware, you know, um, but like the combat is good. I like Skyrim, so I'm not trying to I don't want it to sound negative. I'm not negative on it. I just need. I need I need to know how these pieces fit together, I guess, more or less is what I'm asking for. You know, it's like if Grounded was like, you can craft an axe and then like that's what an ant looks like and we'll see you when the game comes out. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's like I have so many more questions that I feel like are unanswered. So I think the game looks good. Um, I rewatched the entire thing today in 4K on my on my TV versus watching it through Melon and is greatly improved in that in that fashion. I mean, the game no is doubt. really pretty. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I, the dialogue, I don't know about you guys. I mean, you got, especially Ryan, you play more RPGs than I do. Mm-hmm. The dialogue that they did, that did literally nothing for me. That, that was maybe uh, a deterrent for me almost. I was like, okay, this they did kind boring. of just pick like a random section of dialogue. Like it yeah, wasn't, like, I was, it, 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 it was mostly just to highlight like the fact that choices were a thing rather than it being like compelling dialogue. Right? It's almost like I need, um, I need to know what's the motivation, I think. I think that might be the best way to surmise. Okay. Like with Skyrim, it's like, dude, there's dragons. It's Elder Scrolls. Like I was going into that with a little something. I feel like I'm going into this completely blank and I'm just like looking for like, what's our direction? What's our quest? Like, what's our hero? Like, what is it? What are we doing here in Avowed? What's yeah. going on? And maybe we get that more at the, like the summer showcase because obviously, yeah, you know, sure. this is coming out in the fall. So we're going to see it again kind of between now and release. So I, I would imagine we get like, 
like this is where they kind of do like the 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 deep dive on the game and then maybe at the summer showcase we get like the story cinematic the story trailer, trailer. Like that. Yeah. yeah i think that's exactly what i'm wanting i'm wanting something like that nice sean what about you i know you were down on avowed before but did this change your mind at all I was down, but now I'm up. I come at this. Uh, what I love about having Donnie on the show is um, I can't argue with anything that you said. Like everything that you said is completely accurate. Um, but for whatever reason, I came into the direct um, being pretty down, but with room for to, to be dazzled and to be wowed. And for whatever reason, I think maybe it seemed to mainly hinge on the visuals for me, where uh, there's a couple sections that reappeared here where it was uh, very Avatar the movie-esque, a very glowy flora and fauna and stuff like that that didn't wow me before. And for whatever reason, there's a couple snapshots here of the environments and the overall gameplay that I thought looked really clean and crisp and kind of what I want from Obsidian with a Series X and or powerful PC. So visually and for presentation-wise, it kind of won me over pretty quickly. Um but and I like the the sort of mix up of gameplay that they introduced right at the beginning as well with the spells and the the melee weapons or guns etc or just other sort of projectile kind of things and I thought that that was really cool. But Donnie is right. I still walk away from this not knowing the premise of Avowed, and it it does seem to maybe this is kind of like what we we're talking about with Pal World, where it's like oh. Pal World is Pokemon with guns, and this is Skyrim, but 35 hours, or I don't know what the what the short pitch is. Uh, but it's another sort of kind of Skyrim, I guess, is kind of what they're banking on. And personally, like I can be really won over by a good premise. This has kind of like become my thing. It's why I like Xenoblade so much. Like it it overtakes anything about gameplay to me. So I still need to be sold on that. Um, and it's even to the point where I miss things. I think Donnie, you and I were chatting after the stream where, you know, the combat does show um, that these enemies aren't really like flanking you or anything. Like these are your words. I, I think Donnie, like it's not like, it's not like these are, it's not like a first person shooter kind of experience. And it's an RPG. They look like not they meant to be. We're taking turns almost in combat. Like you engage one and like the other ones kind of stay off on the side a little bit. There didn't appear to be much movement or like much when I think like Skyrim, like kind of chaos, you know, and yeah. maybe that was just how they, segmented it you know and they mm -hmm. were they were really short clips and and what i also said about this like we saw the scenery but they don't show anything in the scenery yeah like it's a lot of blank scenery it's like backdrops yeah, this is literally what we're looking at right now gorgeous yeah beautiful but it's like what's there like what is going other people around like what's out there what's going on mm -hmm. and i mean i just think they're they're probably holding it back i guess um your flora and fauna stuff and all of the bright color, like it reminds me of Xenoblade. I'm yeah. thinking of like a 3D, you know, realized open world of like Xenoblade. Or for me, Chronicles X had an entire like section just like this. And that's like, all, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. The interesting thing here, like we're now in a post Baldur's Gate 3 world. And now this is the second Bethesda-esque style first-person RPG. Sit like you've got Starfield. Now we've got this, and will Water this land physics. better? You know, like I don't know, but I, I think it's interesting now. Like the RP, the Western RPG game has been leveled up, so to speak, with Baldur's Gate. So, is there room for this? I hope so. I'm definitely interested. This is coming to Game Pass. Uh, I'm very stoked, actually, uh, and I wasn't before. So that's a big win. And there's some of these monster designs that kind of remind me of Breath of the Wild, actually, like kind of Bacoblin-esque. Um, 
But I want to know, like, you're, to your point, like, what are we doing in here? What, what's the conflict? Who's the big bad? What's our journey? Whose dad are we going to go find? That kind of thing, Ryan Turford. But this key art that's showing up right now oh has God. the internet just, so like, good. popping off. It's we need so a dashboard great. theme for this yesterday. Yeah. 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 You know, like, I'm, right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that key art looks amazing. Oh, but, fall. Uh, and yeah. Fall 2024, Ryan. For sure. So, yeah. I mean, And again, it's still a little far away, so farther away, which is why I'm, like, pretty confident we'll definitely get, like, all those questions that you guys have about the, the story and stuff answered yeah. before then, which I think is going to just do a, a good service to that game. Cause that's around the time when you want to get people hyped for this game. Um, so I think the vow's going to, I, and you know, unless they, unless something weird happens where if they don't include maps or something, I feel like it's going to turn the corner. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty good game this fall. So I'm, I'm excited to check it out as well on game pass fall 2024. But um, next up, a game we actually got a release date for. In fact, the only game we got an f- actual factual release date for in this entire presentation, Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. Um, we lo- we you know saw a little bit more of it. They talked about the story a little bit, yep. uh, but it was mostly shots of you know Senua walking and then you know some of the combat, but we're not really seeing what's different about the combat because they combat did mention during this that the, the combat is going to be completely different from the first game. Um, but we don't know how that's going to work yet or anything like that. Like this one, believe it or not, was actually like, I actually had more questions than answers about Hellblade 2 after this developer direct where I actually feel like similarly to how you y'all feel about Avowed, but with Hellblade where I'm like, I'm just not feeling the excitement for this game yet because I feel like I, I want to know more about what's happening with this game. Although um, they came out after the show and told us that, um, that the game is going to be, you know, similar in, in length to the first Hellblade, which was a, you know, a game you could beat in about six to eight hours um, the first for your first playthrough. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe careful what I, I have to be careful what I wish for when I say that I want to learn more, because obviously I might learn too much and it might ruin the, the you know, the eight hour experience that they have for us on, on May 20, uh, in May. So I, I, I loved the first Hellblade. I, I do want to learn more. Uh, and I'm definitely excited to play it, but, but what about you guys? Uh, Sean, Donnie, what do you think? Don, I think Donnie and I are maybe on the same page here, at least as far as excitement goes, it looks great. And they touched on it a little bit, but one thing I think I'm seeing people miss completely is, um, this is a story about Senua and her journey through anything else around her is secondary. And I think, um, the, the personal and sort of mental journey that she's going through is what I'm here for. I'm here to experience it. I'm here to look at um, how it's presented visually. Uh, I got to play this game with headphones and it's hard to convey that kind of experience. But the reason I bring it up is because that's what Hellblade one is about. Like that's why people connected with it so much. It wasn't like the combat was this or anything else. It was, it was sort of groundbreaking in its immersion and all that. Like, you can't convey that, I don't think, in a presentation like this. So May 21st, is that what we're saying? Like, yeah, I May 21st. I cannot wait. And thank God they didn't take this thing and turn it into a 65-hour opus. Like, just oh, let me play it and beat it. Who cares? Dude, like, <laughs> let me actually complete this game. And, like, I'm glad they stayed focused because there's there's got to be the temptation to take all of the the budget and the time and just make it something that the first game isn't. Just make it brighter you know more immersive that kind of stuff so i'm stoked about it mm-hmm. but i know donnie has been very high on this game but maybe feels like an on on an island a little bit i do yeah i'm very much feeling um i've been crushed almost 
I was in like a weird place last night. I've been crushed seeing the reception of this game. There's been a lot of negativity um, after the showcase for this game. And I understand based on the news that came out, why like this combat here is so good. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, and this might be to detriment to, to X to Xbox. Um, and I feel like I just want to say, Sean, I think you and Seth were so right. You guys were saying things to me on the stream yesterday that I felt like I was arguing. And I think it was my bias because I want to love this game so much. I love Sinua so much. So about the connection to the character, like mm-hmm. I have that, like I love Sinua the character. I'm, I'm here for it. Like on day one, I've been waiting for this game for years. So it might be clouding my judgment. All of the things that you guys said yesterday is all of the things that I've been seeing on Reddit, on Twitter, on YouTube, on podcasts. They're talking about God of War. They're t- and it's blowing my mind because it feels like I don't know where this came out of left field. It's just like, why did suddenly everybody think Ninja Theory was Santa Monica? Like, where did this overlap come from? Is it just because they're like Nordic? They like they send the thing and they're like, oh, it's that. And it's like, that's not what helped that shot. This shot. On in yeah, 4K street like that shot. I'm telling you, go watch it if you haven't. See it on 4K on an OLED on your biggest panel possible. This game is utterly gorgeous. This game is going to stack up against any game visual fidelity-wise that you've ever seen. And there are so many comments about like, I can't believe Xbox announced their new console with a with a game that's eight hours with this indie game with this digital game with this fifty dollar game and it's like this game more than any other game that they've released or have on the docket is going to showcase graphically what this console can do in a way that nothing else can that's why they showed this game that's why they put their faith in them and uh it's been um it's just been a bummer i i will admit it's just been kind of crushing to see how uh, it feels like things have turned on this game. And, and I always knew it was a niche game for as popular as it was. It never like really sold like a ton, uh, you know, and it, it's never been like a popular thing. But at the time when it released, again, I'm not sure where the goalpost got moved. When it was released the first time, when the first game released, it was like this indie project from a known studio, but a small studio that showed how they can compete on the grandest stage with the biggest developers in the world. And I think that's why people rally behind it. And I guess just Microsoft buying that, they thought that went away and suddenly they became a studio 10 times their size and made a game 10 times as big as they did. Like everything that they announced for this game is like exactly the same. It was a budget title when it first released. It was a short game when it first released. It was amazing to look at when it first released. It was all about the narrative and the journey. And they're not going to tell you a lot of that, Ryan, because that's the game. Like, that's yeah. the part. Like, they're not going to give you a lot of that. I think the next time we see this game, they'll talk about the combat and the mechanics, and that's it. They don't want to give you any of that story at all. That's the whole point. You're only going to be playing for eight hours. Like, they want you to discover that for yourself. Yeah. And and I and they I was surprised I was surprised to see the story that we did get. Cindy was over her first battle from the first game. She's returning to her homeland, Iceland, and they're being enslaved by Vikings. And she's going off to like liberate her people and these tribes. And I'm like, that's a story. I'm in. I'm so yeah. I'm so in. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how they blend this mythology with this horror, you know, backdrop and. For all the things that's been said about this game online, it seems like nobody is saying anything about actually what was shown in this 
in this direct. And I yeah. think that's the part that makes me the most defensive. If you if you if you're listening, if you're hearing this, you're like Donnie's being defensive. I absolutely am. Because everybody's whining about everything else. And nobody is mentioning that this game looked incredible. I told you that yeah. shot. If you see it, I mean it's you talk about photorealism, you know, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares. And I and I feel like maybe we're walking down a path where this is like this is like Xbox's order 1886. Oh, you know? I didn't want to say it. I didn't even want to say it. I knew you were kind of circling around and it's it like, just feels like it. It feels like that's it. And it's like it feels like so many people have already wrote the But book. haven't we learned from that one though? Didn't like people kind of come around on like oh, that so because I love that game. game. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, don't play that game. No, so because I love that, that game. I was gonna say that game now is still awesome. Yes. Like, also, people's concern with that was that it was it was a $60 game, and this one isn't a full price game. So and it like, doesn't matter, it's game pass. I mean, it doesn't matter, it's digital because it's a game pass. Like it's blowing the, the my people like only, it deserves yeah, a physical release. It's like, have you seen have physical you charts? One? Nobody's oh, yeah. buying any game. Xbox I'm games totally physical. It's you. not happening. I mean, I'm we've already you. seen the reports of Best Buy pulling Xbox games. Like it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's like they it's these same people talk about how you have to get Game Pass and then we, we can't buy the game. It's like, man, come on, fine, pick one. I know. I know. I don't I get it. Um yeah. I will what? say, and I, I want to let other people talk. I don't want to just hog this. Um, I do think there was a missed opportunity here from Xbox, at least with this presentation. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that there's more to come, but I'm 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 starting to lose hope. I don't care that I can't buy the game, but I want to buy something. Yeah. I'm 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 upset that there's not a console sleeve, a controller, a statue. Yes. I want I want to give them so much money for something. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted something Hellblade to go on my shelves. I've gone as far as trying to find somebody to make me one. Go to Etsy. Like I I'm down for anything Hellblade related that I can put into my collection. And I was kind of bummed, especially as the guy, if you guys aren't noticing the the studio head as he's talking, there's like a, a sinuous statue on the coffee table. And I'm like that, just sell that, do anything. Um, I do you think buy a toaster, Donnie. If, as, do you yeah. need a toaster? You could buy yeah. a toaster. God, Sean, make some toast. That connection that you talk about, I think for, I don't know. I will, I will go as diehard. So Hellblade fans, Senua fans, that connection is real, and I I want to support it, and I want to yeah. buy something stupid for it. Well, I want I, a Hellblade stupid edition, and they didn't yes. give me that. I bring up the toaster as a count as a total joy. I think that's that's kind of my point, just how like misdirected and misguided and lost sometimes Xbox can can come across. Or it's like you can get a toaster, but you can't get a stupid edition for this game that people have been buying the console for. Like. Yeah. This isn't something that we need to imagine would work or be a big deal. This is how you do it. This is how it's done. You give me a a Series X or Series S, like a like a nice black Series. S I'd buy a like new that. console if there was a Hellblade console. I'd buy a so console. many. And I already have would. one. I'd buy another one. It's especially because they have they've only done one, and it was the Halo one, which was super rare, and it was sold out very quickly. And yeah, they never made another one. I want the console sleeve. I want the exc- I want the the mm-hmm. the. The elite controller. I Give want the statue. I yep. want everything. I like want just got the controller game sound, down. The soundtrack. I want the vinyl. I want it all. All yep. they got to do is look at what they did with Starfield and then do all those things with it. Exactly. Starfield had the stupid edition. It had the console sleeves. It had the the controllers. It had the head the, the headset. It had everything. Like that's that's kind of what this game needs in a lot of ways. Because like you know, Sean, you brought up a good point when talking about this game. Because I feel like 
I, like maybe the, the the marketing's just been the problem, or maybe it's just impossible to market a game like this well, like uh, and get people into it. Because like yeah, I, that's very kind of you to say. There's no way it's impossible to well, uh, I, I say impossible. I mean, like it's this. very difficult. Okay, yeah, that's, that's I what know. I mean by that. Because like, because I think like that plays into a little bit of why I'm not so hyped about uh, super hyped about this game. Because to, to Donnie's point, I also loved the first game, and I also loved Senyu as a character. Like I bought this game day one because i was you know interested in it but i was not like over the moon with it you know going into it but then i loved it coming out of it like i went back and, and played it immediately again just so i could get the platinum God, trophy because i love that game this so shot much. it's so. so good yeah like I, I feel like it's it's hard to get like normal like just the average person excited about a game like this and until they and i've get heard their hands for years i'm sorry to interrupt you i've heard for years I, from detractors of the console even my friends or people on podcasts talk about how they'd get xbox if xbox made the type of games that they like and generally speaking they're talking about third person narrative adventure games and it's like it's not been xbox's foray they haven't really done it and since they bought Ninja Theory, I've been like for long Empire days, I was like, this is the one. This is their game to insert into that mix and say, we've got one for you. And yeah, because of all the other news, it seems like nobody cares. Like I, I and I, I know that's I'm overreacting probably, mm-hmm. um, but this was a niche game to begin with. I never expected it would to, to you know, to set the world on fire and like, you know, be adopted by the masses. I did, however... I think now, definitely now, incorrectly think this is a game that might win over people to Game Pass. And I'm afraid that the conversation that this game took absolutely will not. I was completely wrong. Like in the face of Indiana Jones, I'm way off. I think you're, well, I was, we'll get to Indiana Jones, very surprised on on that one, did a total 180 on on that, even as an idea. Um, But I think I can foresee... In my mind's eye, the future holds for us like a similar story for uh, Alan Wake as this game where people get their hands on this and they're going to go, you guys, this is that's its only hope. Something else. Like if it lands and it's just amazing that like, that's the only thing that I think can do it. Cause what I've seen in 24 hours has been just, yeah. I mean, people, are I mean, it's just more of it. It's just more of the usual. And the, you know, we're going to, we're going to do our best as, as we can in 2024 is it's just getting worse and worse out there, you know? So if, However, we can just celebrate the, yeah, the game. And I want to be and clear. You actually, you I'm not talking job. about just like angry Twitter users. I'm talking about like outlets, like journalists, like yeah, influencers, talking heads, people with influence, and almost all of them are like, "This is terrible. You shouldn't support it. You shouldn't do yeah, this. We should. Uh, we should demand. But it's easy this. to fall, get that. You know, and fall into that. That's why because like you don't even most don't put thought into it. You actually like, do put thought into it. And how about you, the game though? Did you see the game? You don't want to play that at all. To. Like you, that's what I'm saying. Like you did a good job, especially after our stream where it's just like, I even found myself going like, what am I even talking about? Like, let's get back to the game. And I've, I've said that in the past and I get upset with others. So I was glad for you to kind of hold the mirror up to me a little bit and go like, what is this game? Like, what, what is it? And that's like, we should always be looking at the, 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 the games that through that lens from, from here on out. And maybe part of it is the presentation. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe part of it is some of the news that comes out. I'm not entirely sure, but like, dude, this game looks special. So give it, it to me. And we have a release date. Isn't that what we wanted? Like we're 100%. all, I can't believe there's no release date. It's coming no release soon. Date. It's coming like it's soon. The, it's the next big one. And like, it's mm-hmm. up on the roadmap. This isn't coming in November. It's yeah. coming in May. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and great. it feels, it, it looks like 
10 times better than the first one did. And the first one looks great. Yeah, it looks really good. <laughs> Gives people just enough time to play the first one, by the way. Oh, uh, which yeah. is on Game Pass. I think it was on Steam for like two bucks or something. Yeah, a like dollar ninety-nine. You can get Hellblade. Mm-hmm. It's also on literally every platform. Even if you've already bought it, even if it's get it in, get it again. I have bought Hellblade in every variation that it's I own Hellblade on Switch. Like yeah. I have bought all Hellblade. Anytime it's available, I've purchased it. That's why I'm saying I want to buy something big and dumb for it. Yeah, and that's my biggest. That's my only complaint. Uh, everything yeah. that they showed, I thought looked incredible. I can't wait to mm-hmm. play it. Yeah, this is my this is this is my most anticipated game of the year. Nice, nice. Well, moving on from Hellblade, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll just take the floor. I think probably on on the next game. <laughs> oh God, go! I don't ahead. know if you do have anything to say about refresh this one. my drink now, just like I did on the so, stream. Yeah, like, we got we got Square Enix come out, which I I you know people had a time where like. After listening to our our show last week, Sean thought I was crazy for saying that Square Enix would be at the show, but like he, they were the one person that wasn't Xbox at this show because they just want to flaunt you know that that relationship in a lot of ways and, and kind of show off like to people. Hey, just so you know, these RPGs are coming to our platform as well. So we got Visions of Mana. It's coming out summer 2024. Of course, I'm a big fan of the Mana series. Um, they're great action RPGs. In fact, the last one, Trials of Mana, which was a remake of the the, the Super Famicom game, was really, really good. Um, and But it just wasn't on Xbox. So I'm glad to see that this franchise is on Xbox. Um, they showed us more about the game. There's some more of the combat, some of the exploration uh, while you're you know riding around on on your little companion and uh and just the fact that this game also looks very pretty um not as pretty as hellblade of course but you know very pretty in a, in a cutesy kind of way um kind of you know very feeling very much in line with the other games in the series uh and i'm of course very excited about this game i think it looks great um and why uh, why because i like because yeah. <laughs> uh first of all i love action rpgs i love the previous mana games and this game looks like it's giving me more of that, which is exactly what I'm looking for. But, you know, it looks a little bit more refined than the last game um, from what, what we've seen of the combat so far. Um, and I'm excited to learn more about this game. This is a game that that we've only kind of scratched the surface a little bit as to um, what we're going to, you know, actually experience when the game comes out. Um, we don't even really know like the, the combat style of the other, you know, party members that you're going to get or how many party members you'll have along the way, as well as what directions the story is going. Um, so I'm interested to find out more as well as if it's going to connect to any of the other games, because sometimes the mana games connect to each other and sometimes they don't. Um, so I'm interested to see how all that stuff's going to play out. So as someone who's a fan of the series, this looks great as someone who's obviously not, who's not into these games or just is maybe a newcomer. Of course, I think it's, there is a barrier of entry there. Um, that is a little bit harder to get kind of new players into this, but, you know, kind of very similar to how tales of arise, I think got a lot of new players into that series. I feel like visions of mana has the potential to be that for the mana series so it's definitely one i think to keep on your radar for this summer so i'm excited get ex- get hyped get hyped for visions of mana please be excited i did draft this in fantasy critic and i'm sure it's gonna you know review quite well uh i have to i just realized i was looking at the gameplay here i look over at the screen and donnie has yeah <laughs> actually he, he, stepped he, away. Said he was gonna step away so i uh I I don't know what I need to see from this game to have me intrigued because I, I do want to like 
want to try new things. I think one of my favorite sort of surprises was uh, of last gen was Dragon Quest Builders 2. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. I just don't know. I, I There's nothing for me to latch onto here. And that, that I hate saying it because like we want more games like this on Xbox. That's great. This, that's more to me. That's the bigger story here than anything personal yeah. for me. Um, it didn't. It just looks kind of looks kind of I don't know, kind of bland, like kind of typical. I guess yeah. you know, no, but it is beautiful. It's it's colorful, but yeah, yeah. No, that's totally acceptable uh, criticism for this Thanks. so far. And uh, yeah, like I said, I feel like if you, if someone out there is is listening to us and they like Tales of Arise and you like games like that, then I definitely think like this is a game to keep it for gameplay wise. It's funny you brought that up twice. Like I don't well, think, I think there's the, anything. I think the stories uh, for these games are great too. So. That's why I think this is way better than Dragon Quest. We just don't know enough about, we don't know anything about the story for this game. So I'm not commenting on it at this point. Yeah. 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 Gameplay. We've only really talked about the gameplay. The action, I guess. Cause it's like, it looks, it looks nothing like tales of Arise to me. Like that's a really hard, that's a, you, you, you've drawn a a big chasm for me to jump across for that. Like, I don't, I don't see the connection really at all. Right. But, uh, anyways, don't explain it. So, okay, move on. We're moving on, Sean. We're moving on. (laughs) Like the dragon, the the sorry. Dragon. No, we're the, we are, we the devil are about, may cry character and his coat and stuff. Yeah, yeah we're the creator. The dude looked amazing. <laughs> great skin, great hair. He had a like, good. Of course, outfit. he works a square. Looks like Enix. Dragon he Quest. Looks yes, like a Square right. Enix character. Yes, yeah. this looks like Dragon <laughs> Quest to me. Uh, dragon Quest is more turn based though. I, uh, I, like sure, the art, art style, style is yeah. very very similar yeah. to Dragon Quest. I'll give you that, but like. Because I'm definitely not saying like the art style is very similar to like the 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 tales of series, but the combat is very similar to the tales games. Mm. So that's just what why where I'm drawing the comparison from. And mm. but uh, anyways, Sean, it's time to talk about everyone's favorite strategy game, Aura History Untold. Is it? It's 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 coming in 2024. Of course, it's a, this is a 4x strategy game, very similar to Civilization. A lot of people who worked on Civilization worked on this game, and honestly, John, I don't know about you guys, but this game looks exactly like Civilization in so many different yeah, ways. Like, it really does. I mean, it, it looks like there's you know they're doing some different stuff. For one thing, they show off the fact that you get mechs in this game. That that got me excited as someone who likes mechs. Uh, but honestly, this looks like a very similar 4X strategy game that, that you'd expect from Civilization. So Yeah, it was kind of like, man, can I invade like Paris with a mech army and like obliterate? And that sounded awesome. But then they kept going on about how like you can like rule with diplomacy and sell iron. I was like, never mind. I just yep. never mind, I quit. Well, that's a, that's a big thing in Civilization. You <laughs> rule with diplomacy or you no, can rule it's with not like when I culture. Play like you get so. the culture victory of everyone being like, you know what? We're all gonna vote that you just win the game. Like that, that's a victory condition in, in civilization as an example. So like, it seems like they've got a lot of that same stuff going on here, but uh, this is definitely, this is, it, it's interesting that they showed this here. Cause this is actually a second party release because uh, Oxide, the studio that's making this, they're not owned by Microsoft, um, not yet. They're, but they're, they're publishing this game. Microsoft's publishing this game. And to your point, Sean, they might be targeting them for like a future acquisition at this they're point. Next. Yeah, it looks like a nice game. I give it that. I mean, it looks really pretty and stuff. Yeah, so I'm sure the people that are into this type of thing are happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. like as I, I mentioned earlier in the show, like I'm, I really love the the Civilization games, so I'm like really interested to try this one out. And the best part is it's going to be in Game Pass. So I mean, I'm I'm excited to try it on PC Game Pass. I'll be, finally be able to flex this new computer I got, Sean, on a good video, like on, on a video game, because I haven't been able to do that 
too much. Well, Ryan, look, I was very loud about the strategy game that I wanted to show up at the developer direct, which was StarCraft 64. This is not that. But between this and Age of Empires, it seems like, you know, if you're a 90s kid playing PC strategy games between Civilization and Age of Empires, like you got to be happy with this. And there was something I don't know if I was thinking exactly of this, but I think it was on the last episode. I was kind of calling Xbox out a little bit to like geek out about something, like give something that's completely nerdy that's not really happening out anywhere else. Um, we jumped to first-person shooters because that was at one point real um, cornerstone for Xbox. It seems like Western RPGs there as well. Now, like get into yeah, like okay, it's not for me personally. I could probably try it out because it's Game Pass, and there may be something about it when I jump into it. But looking at it here, it's not really for me. But I'm glad to see something different actually as much as we talked about hellblade trying to check off that box that exists in playstation land like i don't really want that i love like nintendo is successful for the things that nintendo does playstation is successful for the things that they do like i'm I'm wanting xbox to find what that is and whether or not it's this specific genre upholding the ecosystem that's not what i'm trying to say but this is different and it's showcased here right alongside uh visions of mana as well so i i kind of like just the variety that I'm seeing and it, cause it can't just be the same thing over and over and over again. Cause that came very quickly. The narrative for PlayStation showcases, another, yeah. you know, dad simulator or whatever. You can't say that about Xbox here. So mm-hmm. again, kind of would like to get my hands on it. Super accessible with game pass, uh, whether or not I have time for it at that stage, but it looks super smooth. I think these games look really cool. I actually want to play Jurassic Park uh, Evolution 2 on PC nice. later on this year as well. So well, these are one, fun think, to play. I do think it looks really clean. The UI yes. looks really organized and nice. And to yeah. your point, I will also add that, you know, they've went on record and talked, and I think we all agree and know that their growth for Game Pass will be targeted in the PC space. So it's nice to yeah. see them to lean into that with their Makes marketing. Sense. You know, like they can't, mm-hmm. They can't treat PC Game Pass as a side piece, as like this off thing that like it's there, but like we don't know. That's where their growth is. Like that's where they're going to find new users. And to do that, you do have to appeal to the people that play games on PC with PC games. Yep. You know, you got to do more than just put Halo on PC. You also got to target PC games, as we see today with Pal World. So, you know, to your point, making that a feature, a part of their big marketing, you know, and not just like in a sizzle reel or a YouTube trailer or something like that's that's important too. Yeah. yeah, and between that and Square Enix in there, like they're speaking to moves that people know that they want to make, and it's like it's here. It's in this case, it's twenty percent of the show, and between that and Square Enix, is forty percent of the show. It's two out of yeah. Uh, I mean, they're putting their uh, they're putting their money where their mouth is for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Sean, how awesome it is it to see like strategy games are kind of back in a big way because we got this a little bit. We got Stormgate. We got um, Frostpunk two. Frostpunk two. We got. We're gonna have a lot of strategy games coming out yeah i'm good and star fox or starcraft 64 coming back fox you did it again 64 it's close (laughs) xbox bringing star fox 64 64, so i did play a lot of star fox 64 oh man (laughs) starcraft 64 is a fun game i like starcraft 64 but uh okay last game of course we have to talk about this one this is the the big one this is one everyone was excited about coming into this one indiana jones (laughs) and the great circle Silly name, but it's it's a game. The worst it's, name. It, it's uh, of course Machine Great Games circle. is Indiana Jones game, and boy howdy, everyone was being like, man, what? I wonder if it's gonna be third person. I wonder if it's gonna be like Uncharted. This is like the most literal like interpretation of what 
I would expect when reading the words machine games, Indiana Jones games, because it's first person. Thank God. You got that whip combat. You're punching Nazis in the face. Like this screams like machine games, like, like nothing else. And I couldn't be happier for it. Like I'm pretty excited about this game. Like I'm not like a huge Indiana Jones fan. I know we have some people like that in the community, Sean, because we saw like once, once this, you know, we saw this get posted, like how many people in our community were actually pretty excited about this one. Um, so I'm not like a huge indie fan or anything like that. I like the movies. So I think they're good. Uh, but this game looks like it's going to be fun and it might break the indie curse. Cause it's been a long time since uh, we've had like a good Indiana Jones game. Well, the good news, Ryan, for Xbox and for machine games in general is, I don't know, Nazi is not so popular right now, Ryan. So people want to punch them. They want to headbutt them. They want to kill them and they want to whip them in the face with a whip. So if nothing else, you can do that in this game with classic Mm -hmm. machine game style gameplay. Uh, I thought Harrison Ford looked really cool. Uh, Shout out to our own Seth Sturgill for catching and calling that it's Troy Baker voicing uh indiana jones i watch and you you guys should do yourself a favor and watch it victor lucas react to this as well because he's just you know he's he's like a 12 year old boy just he is so excited dude his whole body was just like he's just in anticipation he's just like please let it be great and you should watch his reaction which is very cool but he also kind of called is that troy baker um i did not care i i think there's plenty of recorded audio in this podcast feed of me talking about like, who cares about Indiana Jones, watch the movie, not even a little bit excited. And then it's like, Oh yeah, those Wolfenstein games were also about killing Nazis and they were real fun games. And there's the general, um, I guess kind of premise or baseline foundation of this game is an uncharted game in first person. And that's awesome. I, I don't even want to, I guess I just said it because people are going to be drawing the comparisons, but uncharted is an Indiana Jones thing right so i think this game looks really cool i'm going i know i'm going on and on but they did a really good job of explaining when it's going to be in first person which is the majority of the time but if you're kind of traversing it's going to jump back into third person i think they were strategic to not show a whole heck of a lot of that but i thought this game looked really fun and yeah i'm I'm excited for it i'm I'm excited to whip people sean i mean just whipping people with the like i love all also how like they showed off uh, all the different uses for the whip as well, because you can whip people, but you're also using it for, you know, um, stealth. No, don't say it. Don't say the stealth. That's the dumbest thing I ever saw. <laughs> stealth whip. The stealth whip. <laughs> no. But also, you know, you're solving puzzles with the whip. You're using it for traversal. Like you're, it's multi multi purpose, which is very, you know, reminiscent of the movies. Like seeing Indy in the movies, like how he solves, you know, problems is using his whip for a bunch of different things so it's very true to the character i love that about it's the vehicle stuff that i wasn't expecting and maybe i should have maybe that was silly of me but it showed him kind of jumping all over airplanes and you know shooting guns out of the back of them and stuff so i'm kind of excited i'm really excited actually for that but i was not thinking of that when i think of indiana jones i think you know harrison ford isn't he isn't nathan drake he's not the most athletic kind of guy so i wasn't expecting a whole lot of i guess athleticism here but there you are jumping off the wing of one plane and onto another one that seems cool to me but that was my biggest hang-up before i saw it uh this week was i just thought that indiana jones or indy himself as a a guy he just doesn't seem very like flexible and agile or anything like that he just kind of walks around and then dusts off this trophy and pulls it off a thing and maybe he can outrun a gigantic ball but there's not yeah. really a lot of yeah athleticism there this 
kind of has been put to rest. It seems like the game is a little bit more dynamic than I was expecting. And that might be another reason why I was so excited by what I saw. Yeah. Well, especially too, with the, the, the it also gives us a, a new window into being able to see like younger indie in, in, in properties. Cause you know, one of the things I don't love about the, the, the two newest Indiana Jones movie is, is you've got old man Harrison Ford, who is even less agile than younger, younger Indiana Jones. So it just, it, it feels like he's walking around everywhere. Whereas in this, this, it, it, it does feel at least a little bit closer to what you saw in the, the first three movies. Obviously you're, you're correct, Sean. He's yeah. a little more agile than those movies, but it, it definitely feels like it's much closer in line with those than any, maybe like any modern Indiana Jones movie could ever ever appeal to so mm. yeah but either way it's coming out later this year assuming it doesn't get delayed we'll we'll find out more probably during the summer showcase i would imagine uh and uh that's gonna be i would assume their big fall game this year is indiana jones at this point this in avowed is kind of like yeah. the, the big fall the big fall push from xbox so uh overall those were the five games we got at the xbox developer direct so overall like do you, did, did this do enough to give us um, a, a good glimpse at to at what's coming next for Xbox? Do we feel like they're in a good position with the this being kind of the slate of games, assuming we don't have anything else? Of course, we also know um, we have Flight Simulator 2024 is another game that they didn't show here, but is coming this year. Um, and I think there's one other game I'm forgetting, um, but I think that's really it. Oh, the Elder Scrolls expansion. We know that that's coming too, yeah. but none of us, we're not really the audience Fallout for remaster. that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to know guys, what, what do you think about the position Xbox is in? I'll start with you, Donnie. Um, yeah, no, I think they're in a great position if everything holds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something's going to get delayed. I think one of mm. these games in the showcase is going to get delayed. I think it's between about, or I don't think indie. I think, I think about might be delayed. I'm not sure, but I think they've just had so many delays. It's hard not to expect one. Totally. Yeah. You know, so um, part of me is bracing for that. I think they're in a really great place with Game Pass and Mix of First Party. If you're in the Xbox ecosystem, there's a lot to look forward to. I think um, Wolf Indiana Jonesenstein um, looks really, really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for machine games more than anything else. It was a part of me, and it's probably just because I'm not that into Indiana Jones in the movie, but I was kind of expecting it to like not be a Harrison Ford lookalike, like kind of be its own thing. Um, I guess that probably was the wrong reception because I mean, everybody loves that it's Harrison Ford, but I was kind of thinking that like, maybe they would create like their own video game, you know, kind mm. of like spin off like franchise of the universe. Um, with it looking so much like Harrison Ford, it just feels like a movie tie in, you know? And I was like, I didn't expect that would go that way. And I'm wondering now, like, do they have plans for sequels or anything like that? Um, I can tell we'll you that uh, over the years with the, history of Indiana Jones video games. That's always been a consistent thing with Indiana Jones video games is they've always had. Well, and like I said, and and most of them haven't been based off movies. Like don't take my word for it because I wasn't that excited for it. And boy, was I like wrong. I am still not like, I'm not going to tell you that I'm super excited. I'm going to play it, but I'm not super excited for it. But the internet sure as hell is. I mean, this is a massive like reach in a way that nothing that they've had in some time is this is the game that will reach across the the lines and get people to come into things. And, and for that, I'm excited. I think everybody should have game pass. I've uh, been saying that for years. So hopefully, you know, they follow through that. I mean, they definitely seem to have struck a chord between machine games, making an excellent game and the IP and the franchise. Um, yeah. 
I mean, this has got everybody talking about it. There's nothing but glowing, amazing hype and enthusiasm for this game. And if this game uh, lands like a machine games game does, then it won't matter. Like, they could literally probably just release this one game and everybody else would be happy. Um, so, yeah, but between that and Game Pass, you know, I know you mentioned First Party, but, like, we get Stalker 2. Yep. We're getting Routine. We're getting Replace, we think. We're getting uh, that uh, that 33 Immortals game that's, like, mm-hmm. on my radar. We're going to get the EA games, like, uh, Immortals is going to come to the thing. I, I don't know what else EA is doing this year. Do you guys know? Do they have, like, a, a uh, Star Wars game? I think, stuff? I don't I think know. the next Battlefield game probably gets unveiled or announced this year. I don't know if it comes out yeah. this year. but it's, I mean, EA will have, there will be. There will be games, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Frostpunk's coming. Yeah. There's a hell of well, amount of games. Blizzard too. We don't. Yeah. A lot of their Call stuff of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty will be in there. Like that's happening. Call of Duty is coming to Game Pass this year. Um, yeah. This is going to be a pretty stellar year um, for Xbox and Game Pass in general. And uh, yeah, I think I think between uh, Hellblade, Call of Duty, Indiana Jones and Avowed, if they can make all four of those land. I mean, that's a strong year. It's as strong as year as they've had in some time. Um, so. Be excited. Yeah. I I kind of agree with you about Donnie. I actually think like with this slate alone right here, I already would say I'm sure I'm it, missing it's a, a bunch pretty of good stuff. year just for Xbox. Persona's coming, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm sure I'm weeks. missing, you know, a half 50 games because there's so many games. I'm only remembering the ones that I'm planning on playing, mm-hmm. you know, but like even the ones that I'm planning on playing, I can at least go probably 10, 12, 15 deep. And that's, you know, that's one a month. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited. Like it, with, if it was just this lineup alone, I already would think that it was a pretty solid year for Xbox. If all these came, came out and these were the, just the five games or the four games, excluding, you know, visions of Monica, that is multi-platform. Um, I think that'd be a pretty good lineup on its own, but you're right, Donnie, there is so much more than just those four games. And uh, I think this year is shaping up to be a really good year for Xbox. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the brand this year, but uh, Sean, what about you? What do you think overall? Yeah, I think that calling it the developers direct was really keen um, because I think when we ultimately play these games, we're going to realize that these are some of the best developers on the planet. I think Obsidian is absolutely incredible. I don't think that they miss and, you know, whatever they show is what they show. But the game that we end up playing, Avowed, Hellblade, Ninja Theory, just like, um, you know, and, and, and machine games. I, to me, it's just like, I'm, as we're talking about this, I'm reflecting on who's making these games. And I'm almost banking on them more than the games or what we've seen more than anything, actually. Like, these are some of the most storied, legendary, experienced game makers on in the solar system, uh, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's kind of the thing that has me more excited. And that's about as nerdy a thing that maybe I'll say today is, uh, you know, the games can be fun. But these are, I don't know, these are, maybe that's where Xbox and Microsoft can really come out and show us. Uh, I don't think that this is representative of the entire year because, yeah, Mm -hmm. they just spent $70 billion on a bunch of stuff that I think we'll see later on this year as well. So maybe this is just a little bit of a start, maybe a confident kind of, we only need to show you five games, right? Just wait, wait until the Activision stuff shows up and then wait for, like, I still don't think it's, it still hasn't settled in. E3 is going to be on a different like par when they announce the Call of Duty is just like included. It's just like, yeah, here's the next Call of Duty game. That's going to be such a huge push. Mm-hmm. All the well, things that, yeah, I don't want to get into. I was going to say, let alone what else they could do, because, you know, we we like 
what if they do something with World of Warcraft coming to Game Pass? And so, oh, man. what if they do they that have... with you know other games like that? We have a new World of Warcraft expansion coming this year. Like, I think you know, there's a lot of possibilities of what we could see. Diablo's going to show up. They're going to have other third party games too. Like, there's yeah. they're not stopping that because they bought Activision. They're yeah. still going to do that too. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Square Enix or or Atlas or other Japanese developers 100%. might surprise us too with more game plans this year too. So that's very big. I mean, we're all surprised that Persona Three Reload, one of probably one of the biggest RPGs of the year, is going to be on Game Pass. Can I ask a question before sure. we get into the listeners' questions? Of course. Do you think they'll make Call of Duty a part of their showcase, or do you think they'll allow the Call of Duty to keep having their own showcase? I actually think that Call of Duty might overshadow all their other games so they might have it in its own showcase interesting i'm gonna i'm not disagreeing with you i'm gonna be clear i'm wondering if they want to make call of duty a part of their showcase as a as a enticing point to ask other third parties like hey we're gonna unveil the next call of duty trailer at this thing so you might want to be there so i think it also depends because we might not see that even this year because it also depends if like Sony still has the marketing rights for this Call of Duty, whatever Call of Duty is coming. Yeah, that's game. true. That's true. So that actually might play into it a little bit where, um, yeah, I think it would be cool that they put it in the showcase. But like, I think I this think, year it might actually be in a state of play. There's honestly. a part of me that's thinking like Call of Duty can still do their own event where they like go over the multiplayer and all the stuff. Yeah. But like the trailer for the game being in the Xbox showcase is such a good point to like, hey, our partners we want you to be here because we're going to have the eyes because we have the Call of Duty unveiling. That's like that's, that's a huge card to play. That's a good, that's a really good point. I, Same I, thing that happened on PS4. Yeah, Call of Duty like, is at home on PlayStation. Yeah, now. Like, like it's you need, you need that back. Deal. Oh, it like that, that's got to mean so, like if you're thinking of like we want to cultivate more Japanese games to Xbox, but our but our players don't buy them because historically we've not, this has not been the place to play them. What a better way of doing that being like, Hey, Capcom, put your trailer here. We'll put it right after call of duty. Yeah. And I guarantee you millions of people will see it. You know, like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of that makes a lot of their own like June thing. Yeah. You know, I kind of hope they, that Xbox has its own June thing this year. Call it E3, call it E4, call it F3. I don't care. Oh, could you imagine if they just like, you know, we're just doing our own just do their, They did it anyway. That'd be amazing. It doesn't matter theater. Whatever it, whatever it ends up being, Sean, Jeff Keighley will say it's part of Summer Game Fest. Yeah, it's totally. Summer Game yes. Fest. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Call it Xbox SGF. Games presentation brought to you by Jeff Keighley and Summer Games Fest, twitch.com. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, some sort of like, I mean, there's so many. We should do that too. Why don't we do we should. that? Let's we should do just it. take ownership of it. other people's events. Yeah. This is IGN Summer Game Showcase brought to you by Carpool Gaming. You're like, <laughs> like, why aren't we doing it? Why, yeah. does, why does only he do yeah, this? We're just streaming it. We're why streaming are we missing out? Why is everybody else hours? also not doing this? Yeah, yeah. no, I'm with well, you. Well, yeah. Jeff Kelly's allowed to do, do these things. That's how this works, Donnie. But that's good. Well, so are we then. Oh, true. Well, we're going to, I mean, it could be an exciting year. You know, a lot of the things that we've been talking about being pending for a long time, maybe they've come to pass. You're going to be so excited when they're like, here's 14 Call of Duty games. I I would love to play Black Ops 2 just in Game Pass. That sounds great to me. I'll be even more excited when they just wheel out the the, the carcass of StarCraft Ghost and then be like, guys, we brought back StarCraft Ghost. We finished it. You can play it now. And I'll be like, praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Microsoft I'm excited for everybody to play game. the greatest Call of Duty game ever, Infinite Warfare. What? Mm, there really? it is. 
I think it's better 100%. than Advanced Warfare. It's the best. World at War. The original zombies. World at War. Gosh, oh, man. Joe, are we going to do that? Carpool Friday nights? Yeah, zombies mode? That'd be good. Original yeah. zombies. The zombies got outrageous. I like the first zombies. That's it. I like yeah. Infinite Warfare. I like 80 zombies. That was a blast. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Anyways... Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. Oh, God. We're not, I thought we were ending the show. No. <laughs> so many questions. You're right. No, no, no. But they all, they all kind of relate to what we talked about here. So we'll, get, we'll go through this a little, quickly. So we got, we, got, we got Quaggy, who asked the first question. Still new to the Xbox scene. Y'all going over the Xbox Direct Preview listing off five games that are known boggles my mind. We know nothing about Nintendo Directs unless it's for a specific game. Do you all like how Xbox tells you what's being announced, or do you like the surprise of Nintendo Directs better? I think it's important that they got out ahead and set expectations for this one because they would have ran wild without it. That's exactly what I was going to say. I like the fact that they just came out and said, these are the games, and we had one game that was a surprise that wasn't on the bill. But you know what? I think it was very effective because I like the fact that we got like, deep dives on these games and if you want like the showcase where we do get the surprises where they don't tell us all the games that's what the three showcases for but I well they did last year with hi-fi rush and i think that's a perfectly fine way to do marketing but yeah. i'm talking about specifically with this one mm-hmm. after a year that they had after they just closed the activision deal had they not come out and said here's what we're doing in this thing speculation would have ran wild People would have been all over talking about the next Call of Duty game is showing up tomorrow. 18 Call of Duty is going to Game Pass tomorrow. It would have gone crazy. It was in their best interest for just this one to set the expectation of here's what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of the original kind of launch and lineup for the Switch, actually. Like maybe this is the start of something for Xbox, to your point, Donnie. Like I'd love for them to get to the place where Nintendo can be like full of surprises and everything is good because in Nintendo land, people are satiated. They're fine. Like we're, we're good. We know. And we, and, and in, you know, if you're a switch owner, you feel like you're in good hands um, with Xbox. It's a little different. It's been like, okay, it's coming and it's coming. And so you don't really want that fan base to be um, having their imaginations run wild. Um, but when you got this switch launch, you kind of got, a lineup kind of like this. You got like six or seven games that you knew. One of them, unfortunately, was uh, one two switch, but you had Project Octopath Traveler. Um, you had a great Breath of the Wild trailer as well. And I'm not suggesting that one of these equals the other, but there was a time where you knew what was coming, and then it kind of transitioned into Nintendo only tells you like one or two or three of the next games, and that's kind of it. And then you get surprises later on. And I'd like for Xbox to get there, but they're not there yet. The analogy that I frequently make is is equity, right? You build up equity in your home and you can borrow against it. Yep. Sony and Nintendo have earned the right to borrow against the equity of their fans. They've earned yep. that pass. They've had enough hits and they've been there enough times that people are okay to wait without knowing and they don't feel anxious or anything. Xbox hasn't. They've had a lot of misses, so they've had to borrow against that equity, and they've had to show their hand early. They've yep. announced a lot of things that are out in the future. They have to land on all those things to get back to the point where they can just spring on a... a that's not to say we won't have surprises. There will be surprises, but we know a lot of the games are coming. Fable's coming, Perfect Dark's coming. Like We know a lot of things are coming, and that's because they've had to borrow against that equity. Guys, did you they see something spotted? 
on the whiteboard on the machine games oh God, thing. John. Quake Six was yeah. on there. Quake Six appeared in this direct. That makes so sense. Let's go. What happened yeah. to Quake Five? I think that was Championships or I, I Champions know. or it's whatever. Quake like, Champions, I guess they, but I'm just like, I don't think of that game as Quake Five. But yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Sean, any more news of Quake? Like, yes, just a, yeah. Modern take on Quake was that's it is a exciting thing. And yeah. take that across every single franchise and IP that they own, and just little Easter eggs here and there, like the yep. Long Dogs and Bluey that I was talking about at the top of the show. Yeah. Just like pop them in there. Well, you know, you know darn well, Sean, that they go over these directs with a fine tooth comb, and they left that in there on purpose. Of course, we. we of course, that's- they did. Yeah. More of that, like that's and it, it generates intrigue and interest and curiosity, and in a way that's I think more healthy of like trying to figure that. Out. And that's blatant. That's like you're right. That's totally there for people to find. It's not yeah. exactly like Kojima creating. Yeah, some it wasn't sort of hidden. Like, it wasn't a hidden symbol. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, just it was it literally <laughs> the epitome of <laughs> Phil Spencer having something on his shelf. Yeah, there was no. No, it's more obvious than that. The dots. Yeah. yeah, there was no need to connect. It'd be like a fill out a sign. On the shelf that said Quake <laughs> yeah. Six. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of the time he put the Series S on his shelf and just no one noticed. That it was, was It was right was there. Great. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to in some of these showcases from Xbox. Little Easter eggs. Let's go looking. That's 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 fun stuff. Yeah, just get out the magnifying glasses, find mm-hmm. out all this stuff. But moving on, we got Saboy Prime who says, "What was the best game shown and why was it avowed?" Yeah. I think we all kind of agreed. Mm-hmm. It's probably Hellblade. Hellblade, although, probably. Although. Yeah. I think my personal pick would probably be Indiana Jones, but Hellblade, I, I think it's. Well, I think, I mean, I think you are the common fan. I think most people would tell you Indiana Jones. I mean, it's got all the hype and excitement. And that's the point that I was making with Hellblade that I feel like has been missed because of the news. Nobody like is nobody remembers what they saw because I think unquestionably, and I'm not throwing a stone at Indiana Jones, unquestionably, what Hellblade showed was the most impressive. Right, agree. Like that it's is the like best the looking game shown here, but nobody's talking about that at all. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. It's definitely like the be- like the, if I was putting my critics hat on, it would definitely be the choice of that being the best game shown. But you know, my personal preference would would say Indiana Jones over that. But anyways. Uh, we also got Seth Sturgill, who says, hi, friends. I was hoping for a double fine announcement yesterday, and obviously we didn't get one. What do you think or slash hope Double Fine is working on as we speak? What is old Tim Schafer cooking up over there in his cauldron? Uh, maybe Grim Vandango too. Maybe uh, a sequel to Full, full Throttle. Uh, maybe uh, maybe something else. Maybe a Brutal Legend too. Who knows? But. I personally would love a full throttle too. Actually, that's what I would. That's so funny, dude. You just listed off sequels, and my mind was thinking the exact opposite. I'm like, something. I hope he's cooking up something absolutely crazy and wild and wacky and creative, and probably involves Jack Black for some reason. Uh, But then you said Grim Fandango too, and I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool too. (laughs) See, that's what I mean. Sequels are great. I mean, honestly, I would love to see a new IP too from them. Like, it's been a long while. I'm trying to think of when. The last time we got like a new IP from Double Fight, maybe Wars. Costume Quest. Yeah, um, it was either that or Broken Age. Like, which came out first? Oh, Broken Age. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm looking at things. I, I, I'm not a. I'm not a double fine guy, so I might read things and just don't know any better. But. Oh, did you not play Psychonauts too, Donnie? I did, but I wasn't that into it. Like, oh, I'm, I thought you'd love that. So game. I'm looking at their release schedule. They do seem to release a game every other year. Yep. Um, every 18 to 24 yeah, months due. producing the game. So they do seem to about do. I'll give them that. And then I'm just looking through. They have Full Throttle Remastered, Psychonauts, Amnesia, 
massive chalice uh headlander day of the tentacle costume quest 2 um does that do anything for you guys broken age honestly they could do not that this is what i want but they they probably should and most uh xbox studios because they're so historic should do something like a rare replay like a yeah. double fine replay kind of thing, like the same style and packaging would be incredible. But I actually want something totally insane, wild, crazy, funny, wacky, like all the things, yeah. like the reasons why you get double fine. Like yeah. they're one of the most creative studios that Microsoft has. Like I, I would love to see them just so. run wild with whatever, totally. whatever t- Tim Schafer's got in his brain. And just you know, out of all something. these games, the one that I like the most is, um, is Headlander. Oh. I, I like that game a lot. What about Rad? That shows up on this list. It looks like they published it, maybe, or co-developed it with Bandai. Do you guys remember that game? It was in 2019? Nope. I remember that game. It was pretty cool. But yeah, I really liked Headlander a lot. But yeah, I don't I do not do the adventure games. Like, Grim Fandango definitely wasn't my thing. I was like, yeah. no. Um, so, yeah. yeah. They that, take that Grim Fandango into a new genre. And I think I don't think anybody would be mad about it. Like you could just have RPG that would, yeah, that would be more for me. Cool. That would be cool. Yeah. 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 Good God. All right. Next up, we got Naga Chak who says, out of all the games that were shown during the developer direct, which would you say is the game pass slash Xbox system seller? The one game yeah. that will make people jump into the Xbox ecosystem. We touched on this earlier, but a I million think it's percent. Okay. Yeah, get out of here, Sean. That's yeah. PC Game Pass, maybe. No, indie, indie for sure. Yeah. And and honestly, to the maybe to add on something we hadn't said before, I kind of expect um, as much as we know they're trying to go for like three to four or even five games per year coming out from first party. I think what also you can expect in there is one sort of um, known franchise coming out per year. This year, yeah. maybe it's Indiana Jones. Maybe another year it's Blade. Maybe another year like it's so- something like that. Uh, coming to Xbox in either some sort of exclusive or marketing way. Yeah, something Star Wars. Like maybe there's the Star Wars Outlaws um, gets partnered up with Xbox in some sort of way. Are there like, rumors that there's somebody's developing an actual Star Wars game in-house? I could see it. I know you guys don't yeah. talk about rumors on the show, so I don't want to do, go any I just further. I don't really that, pay attention to rumors. There are rumors out there that a Bethesda studio is working on a Star Wars game. I mean, that'd, that'd be, be cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I also think, even and though I, we didn't see it at this showcase... I think that game also might be Persona 3. I think it's going to get a lot of people that are not maybe on Xbox that look at that, look at playing it on Xbox, mm. who will maybe look at picking up a Series S to play that game because it's in Game Pass. But That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah I, I think the Blade and the Indiana Jones announcements give me more credence to that rumor. It definitely looks like they are looking to do more licensing. That's mm-hmm. not just an Xbox thing. That seems to be an industry thing. The licensing and built-in franchises just have more, they have less risk associated with them. And when you're making these million-dollar bets as consumer spending dips from the COVID boon, um, it looks like publishers are seeking sure bets right now. And uh, I do think we will see more licensed franchises moving forward. And uh, and personally, for me, it's it's not a good development. Uh, for other folks like my co-hosts on the PSVG, they love licensed game. They can't get enough of games with IPs from comic books and movies. That's their favorite thing. For me, I was definitely I like more original, creative things. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely seems like that's what we're in store for. 
Get ready for Bill and Ted returning to Xbox 2026. Let's go. There's so many superheroes and Marvel and Matrix, and there's probably a Dune game and a John Wick. And Where's a our Mad John Max Wick game? game. Uh, like, John Wick's you know. in Fortnite, Sean. Yeah, That's we're awesome. gonna get all of that. Yeah, all of that. That's stuff what is I mean. Coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Next John up, we Wick got awesome. Yon32, who says. Do all those 2024 dates in the direct signal that Xbox is entering a routine release cycle for first-party games? Does this set the stage for what is next for Xbox? We talked about this a little bit earlier, um, but I feel like it does set, like, this is just kind of them setting up the, the course of this year, uh, and then, of course, there might be some surprises along the way, but this this gets them in the cadence of being like, okay, each developer direct kind of focuses on what's coming out this year, kind of like the developer direct last year was really just the games that came out in 2023. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm Eventually, if you buy enough studios, you will make enough games so you can have one every so often. Yeah. And I think that's the goal. <laughs> I think that's what they've been doing. And yeah, and once we start factoring in Call of Duty and the stuff to this mix, I do think we are getting more to a cadence where we can expect at least uh, three to five first-party releases a year. Dude, they bought three studios that make Call of Duty so yeah. that it can come out every year. Every year. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, in addition to all the other supporting studios. Yeah. but That's the thing. Holy if you crap. buy enough studios, you will make enough content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like eventually, even with delays, if you just buy enough studios, you will make enough content. And I'm not going to lie to you. I felt like, I think we said this when they, I, I remember I, I'm just now flashing back to, a, I think we talked about this, Sean. When they bought Activision, I remember Jace being in the chat. He goes, I was like, they need to buy more studios. He's like, they need to buy more studios? I've been on this for a while. It's with the way that they're kind of positioning their model, the subscription model, it's about content. Think about, I know they've said it, they've compared it, Netflix. That model is about constantly having something on the way. To have that model, you have to have the content. If you just keep buying enough of them, eventually you'll, you'll meet that, you'll satiate the demand. And I think that's kind of what they're after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next question comes to us from I Can't See, who says, and this touches on exactly what you just talked about with licensed games, Donnie. With all the talk of exclusivity lately, here's my question. How do you feel about licensed brands and characters slash IP, especially ubiquitous games, becoming exclusives? Do you think that they should all be third party like MLB The Show? This isn't meant as a console war kind of question, but this kind of goes back to Blade by Arcane, which in a way started this conversation late last year. So how do we feel I about think Spider-Man games? started the conversation? I, I, I yeah. don't like it. And I'm, uh, I've been throwing this spear for a while. Um, I said this when they bought Bethesda. I, I wish they would make it all timed exclusive. The only exclusive that really matters to me is if it's coming to Game Pass. It's the only exclusivity that I really care about. I play most of my games on PC now. I have a console and I still use it, but I play most of my games on PC. The console war and the console exclusivity, like the, the differentiating factors between plastic boxes means so little to me. I just... I don't care anymore. There was lots of speculation about is Indiana Jones exclusive? Is this game exclusive? We talk about Hi-Fi Rush maybe coming to other console. I champion that. I, I look at it as a way of Xbox leaning forward, practicing what they preach. They've been on record multiple times under oath saying we would like to put our games in more places, but to compete in this space, we can't. I'm looking at them as a way of saying like, hey, let's sh- let's prove it. Let's show them. This is what we want to do. And I think by making it timed exclusives, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can still appeal to your base and give them first dibs and give them the thing and still make money on the back end by allowing it to other places. I totally champion 
Hi-Fi Rush coming to Switch. I totally championed them putting Sea of Thieves in as many places as possible. We get as many pirates as possible sailing the seas. I'm all for it. I've adopted the PC lifestyle. I'm all for it. So it, it matters very little to me. And I love uh, what Tim Stewart has been preaching and what Satya has been preaching. And I kind of want to see it in practice. And I, there's a part of me that's like, if they lean forward and set this standard, does that change how the industry operates and allow other publishers to maybe join them? Like somebody has to take that first step. And I, I talked about this in PSVG a couple of weeks ago. People have got to get used to, and I mean people, I mean diehard Xbox enthusiasts, probably your audience. And if you don't agree with this, definitely check me, guys. I don't, I don't mean to come to your show and say this, but people have got to get used to the, uh, the fact that Xbox is both, and that is a key word, both a first and third party developer and publisher now. And that's like not a traditional video game thing. We've never really had anybody that do that. We've never had anybody that made a platform, but also cross-published their games. But that doesn't mean that that can exist, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like, there's like this block in people's minds. They're like, no, you can't put Sonic on Nintendo. You can. You totally can. We've done it, right? It's like you can cross-promote. And Xbox has been doing it. Hellblade is on Switch. Hellblade. Like, you know, like they've done Minecraft Dungeons and they've we've done a lot of this already. We just have to wrap our brains around the video games that we do in 1999 is not it's not the same anymore. It's not about how many boxes you sell. It's not about how many exclusives you hold. It's not about what your group of people can play that others can't. Some people build their model that way, but that's not Xbox's model. It's just it's not the model. No matter how much you want it to be the model, it is not the model like it's it's just it's not the model that's not their model and uh it's it's whether you want to support that or not i love it this has been my favorite thing about xbox i've been on board from game pass from cross publishing from pc day one this is what's gotten me more enthusiastic about xbox it's what brought me back i've talked about this for years uh your listeners probably know i was xbox xbox 360 and then i switched to ps4 and then in the middle of that generation, I came back. What did I come back for? That. I was behind the initiative, behind the approach. Game Pass, subscription, PC, cross-play, cross-save. I want all of those conveniences. So it'd be, it'd be, I'd be hypocritical to come in here and say, no, I want to make all these games my games. You can't play it. No, absolutely not. I'm for it. I'm for all of it. I loved MLB The Show. I want more of it. I want more. Do more of that. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's 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 a ton to pull at there, Donnie. And I, I think the the main thing that I think you and I will probably end up agreeing on is the timed exclusivity. I think it's probably the way to go that, you know, it speaks a language that people understand. I think a lot of what Xbox is trying to do, and they actually did a lot of this to their detriment with the Xbox One, is they try to speak a new language to try to change the conversation around yep. the, the environment that they're not winning at. Like, if they don't like the conversation, like, change it. And they've tried that before. And what happens is they, they kind of are speaking to an audience that are like, they're not even like, tuned in to that frequency at all. So they do have to do a lot of heavy lifting on that in order to change behaviors and attitudes. Like that's one of the most expensive exercises in marketing period is to change people's behaviors and attitudes and opinions. It's like, there's nothing bigger. So 
an element has to, there has to be some sort of connective tissue there. Like what do gamers experience and expect? They attach for better or for worse. They do attach value to a box with exclusives on it because it's a surface level. The easiest thing that you can do to like, why should I own this thing is because that game is on it, period. That's the thing that people understand today. You're what Xbox wants right? to go is what you're saying, but it's like you got to bring people along. It's got to be there. slow. You got to be slow. Totally. But I, I want to say you're 100% right. And that's a traditional conditioned aspect to the video game space. That's like, what I'm saying. Is no it, other exactly consumer it. electronic works that way. None. Imagine if there were certain movies that only played on. Like, yeah. Like that does. It's not a that thing. Makes sense. People yeah. are like, well, then why would I buy a console? It's like, I don't know, because the console's good. Like, how about, could we get there? Maybe because the console's awesome. Agreed. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. because it's a great deal. Is that why, mm-hmm. that can't be a part of the situation? Only because you can play this, these three games here that nobody else could play? Like, it Those doesn't feel like a it's healthy just not space. As heavily. No, totally. It's just not by the general public, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever side you sit on. That's just the, the way people... Yeah. Or they do a quick evaluation. Not like, that's not how computers are. You know, like Windows is a lot of different places. And Xbox and Microsoft makes Windows machines, but so do competitors. Like yeah. direct competitors. They also have Windows. Totally makes same sense. programs and all the mm-hmm. same things. So I really bought into this. Like the Windowsification of Xbox, I was behind years ago. Now you're right yeah. though. And I and but here's the that's what I'm saying. They are still doing that. Gears mm-hmm. isn't coming out on PS5. It's just yep. not right. Like that's not a thing until everything is in the same space. That's not going to be a thing. And even but if like, it does but later, like, Call of cares? Duty has to. It's too yeah. big not to. Yeah, I was all on board with Bethesda doing the same thing. Like I think that Elder Scrolls should do the, again. They have to be, and it's a it's a hard needle to thread. But they are in the space based on the purchases they've made, where they have to be a good steward of both a first-party ecosystem and a third-party publisher. What if Starfield if, came to PS5 next November, next be, September, November? I, I'm like, I, like I said, I think that'd be awesome. I'm on board yeah. with it. I'm I'm here for it. Just in time for maps. I think that would help. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watch the review score go up. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like people are people are frustrated with like the, this and sometimes that and blah, blah, blah. Like if there was a little bit more consistency and that if that consistency was one year later, it's going to come. Like Deadpool or Dead, uh, what was it? Death Loop and um, yeah, exactly. Ghostwire Tokyo. Tokyo. Uh, yeah, they came a year later. If it was exactly. just that, people understand that language. They understand the timing. It's like that is what it is, and it's not a big deal. It doesn't mean that Xbox is dead when something ends up showing up somewhere else because that's people are reacting to this every in in a case by case scenario because they don't understand the direction. And it's actually shocking how much that seems to matter. It's like, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, what? 100%. But there is there is a big deal to be made over the promises that are stated, and so you just have to kind of declare the policy. It's amazing establishing expectations. Your point about the five games at the developer direct, like how important that is. It just setting expectations, doing what you said you were going to do, and then just building trust that way. And I think time exclusive totally fine. I've got two points. The first point, for the people that are mad that their exclusives are showing up on other consoles, the ability to reach new players, potentially new customers that could potentially be new subscribers, far outweighs. I mean, I'm just talking sheer numbers. We all know where Xbox kind of relatively reportedly sits next to the other, if you want to get into console comparisons. They're completely outnumbered. It's, it's over. They lost, they're not there. The amount 
the ability to reach new players with Hi-Fi Rush on other consoles completely outweighs anybody. It's like, I'm getting rid of my console because like your oh, number, totally. that, that person is so minuscule. It's so small mm-hmm. compared to the ability to reach new players. So like that makes more sense. But also in a future, 10 years down the road, 20, I don't oh, care, 50, God. whatever you're thinking about. In a future where Xbox, I think, wants to be, where they want Game Pass to be ubiquitous and on all things and all the only way you get there is by proving to your competitors that are scared of you that you can be a good partner. And yep. this is the start of that. This is That's how you start that conversation. That's why I think Grounded's coming to PS5 or Switch. I think, I That's think how you start that conversation. How do you get coming. Game Pass on Switch? You start publishing on Switch and you start making it, you start showing them we're not here to like, we're not here in nefarious ways. Like we are competitors, yes, but we can also be collaborators. Like we can both benefit. And I think you, I think only Microsoft can start that. Yep. They can't wait for everybody to come to them. They have to start that. And yep. I'm hoping that this is an initiative to do so. You said initiative twice. Where is yeah. Perfect Dark? Yeah, Where is it's Perfect Dark? It's, oh, it's a long way. It's like, so isn't bad. it? Didn't it's they so say bad. that like they're all on Tomb Raider at the moment with Amazon? Oh, who knows? So like yeah. Perfect Dark is coming <laughs> after that. So I mean, it's like, yeah. a long <laughs> way away. I mean, Crystal Dynamics is still helping out with it, but yeah. Yeah, nobody's count. Nobody's counting on that. Nobody's waiting for yeah. it. Yeah, 2026, I think. You'd be surprised early. how many how many people I saw just being like thinking that that was going to be a surprise game. I was I'm I was game. so hyped when they announced Perfect Dark's come back. <laughs> yeah. Good God. All right, last question. We got it from Jellish. So Jellish asks, greeting gents. After watching the Xbox developer direct and all the other games coming to Xbox this year, can you each list three games which are day one games for you? Also, do you expect to see any noticeable effects for players from the Activision Blizzard deal? If so, what is likely to materialize for 2024-2025? So I'll go first because I've had like a little bit of time to think about this because I saw this question. As far as like the games that are day one for me, believe it or not, none of them are from the showcase because, you know, I you know love role playing games. So the day one games for me on Xbox are Persona 3 Reload because I can't wait for that game in two weeks. Uh, Visions of Mana and uh, that other other. Oh, yeah. Unicorn Overlord. How could I forget about Unicorn Overlord, Sean? How could that be possible? But Unicorn Overlord. Game, that's how. <laughs> Look, it looks like it's a rad video game. Okay, those are those are my day three video games on Xbox. Day day one games at this point. Like those are the games I'm most excited about. Metaphor Refantasio is definitely up there as well. And Indie, it's probably the the one I'm most excited for here. And Hellblade, of course, because I think that's coming out in a great window. But those are my three. But what about my you, three? Are Hellblade number one um, by a large margin. My number two is Replaced. I have been infatuated with that game since the day I've seen it. My number three is Stalker 2. But I say that as a placeholder because I haven't seen the new Call of Duty yet. And when they announce the new Call of Duty, it'll probably be the new Call of Duty. But mm-hmm. until then, Stalker 2 holds my third spot. Yeah. Sean? Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're uh, not buying new games. So how are you not buying games? So one? unless they yeah. figure out a way to get Space Marine 2 into game I was, pass, I was Sean, you yeah. just read my mind. I was going to say, and I bet they announced Space Marine 2 coming to game Oh, pass. give it to me. I would be so excited. That would be my number three for sure if they yes. could announce it. But we, we keep waiting for the inevitable that doesn't look like it's happening. <laughs> Hellblade, yeah, I agree with you. Hellblade 2, <laughs> definitely. I think I'm there day one for Indiana Jones. Like, it's Game Pass, yeah. of course. Um, now, if I was buying Hang games... Hang on. 
that for me, for, for me at least, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that depends on what else is releasing. Like they said, the fall, we're expecting a That's new fair. system from another yeah. public. We just like, don't that know. One, it's like, I'll get to it when I have time, depending mm. on other releases. No, th- this, this question is very much framed with what we know now. At this okay. Point. In the fall, you're right, Donya. We don't know what's going like to get announced. Call of Duty. I'm playing Call of Duty day one. I can tell you that. It doesn't matter what's releasing. I'm playing Call of Duty. But yeah, yeah. Indie. We'll see. Yeah. If somebody gifted me Tomb Raider 1 to 3 remastered, or if we got a <laughs> copy of that for review, day one for that one, baby. Holy cow. I, I, that's definitely up there for me, too, Sean. It's up. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting that like, for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially they showed off the new controls for it. I don't too. know where to get it. I've been thinking of Switch just because like, I want a Switch game, but like, Roger Alley right there, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's pretty cool too. You know, like, I don't know. That one, Dude. that one actually, strangely enough, is probably a PlayStation for me because I just grew up playing all the Tomb Raider games on PlayStation. See, you know, the so brand associated like, work. Look at him. Well, it's not just that too. It's like, <laughs> I just in my brain, I associate playing that game with a Dual Shock controller or Dual Sense. So it's like, hmm. it, it's it, I, I have that for certain franchises. Okay, really, the Tomb Raider is one. Of those. I honestly it's feel like I, I mean, I'm not. Definitely not saying you shouldn't, but like I've talked about Dev about this. He said these similar things. He has certain like almost like profiles built into his brain of how he plays a game. Yeah, I think I could play any game with any controller. Oh, like, I don't totally like, You could give me like a DualShock, an Xbox pad, like whatever. Sure, I'm gonna play the game. Wii controller, Wii U controller, like. <laughs> Like, I'm yeah. not gonna not but that play. one. Like it's a remaster, so I think like just inherently is trying to to strike some sort of nostalgia. Like what, so, how you yeah. did it the first yeah. time. I, yeah, that's yeah. exactly why I kind of I got you. That from I got it's, you. Yeah, because I I've played I played all three of those games on PS One. So just you know, for me, it makes sense to play it on PlayStation. Right. I really IBM think for me, I think 100 percent I'd be all Switch if it was physical. The fact that it's digital, I'm like I'm probably gonna get it on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all, yeah. it's discounted on a lot of platforms too, did you? Yeah. Know, which is cool. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Neat. Neat. All right. Um, also, we I think we talked about oh, enough about the Activision Blizzard stuff that because jo- that was the I second part. Of Josh's what was the question. second part of that question? So jo- Josh said, "Do you expect to see any noticeable effects for players from the Activision Blizzard deal? If so, what is likely to materialize in 2024, 2025?" Which I know we talked about a little bit with what we were kind of expecting I mean, from players i don't activision blizzard really stuff but just game pass i don't think activision is changing things except their games no. are coming to game pass it's too it's too soon for them to be changing they're the, too big the to change that fast like i don't yeah that's not gonna happen they're just gonna i mean look how long it took for you know microsoft's uh influence to kind of get into the bethesda stuff like it, yeah, they're gonna keep making games they're gonna keep publishing games all the places they keep publishing them now yeah. Except they're going to also come to game. Like that's the change. I was going to say the only difference will be Game Pass. That's it. Yeah. I think Diablo Four is the first thing that we see show up on Game I Pass. That's a good year. point. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that game needs like a shot in the arm, right? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll probably pair that with like one of their seasons or chapters or something. Yeah, yeah. There's an expansion yeah. coming out this year. And shout out again, two shoutouts for Victor Lucas. Had Rod Ferguson. Um, they met up in Vancouver and had a great about hour hour and a half chat. Um, he's nice. such a great guy, both of them, honestly, and just such a great history of where he's been and what what's going on with Diablo and just how they approach it. I think is it's just you don't see that very often. Um, you know, he's obviously media trained, but it's it comes off so genuine. You guys should definitely check that out. So mm-hmm. I can't see. I'm sorry, man. We're not going to be able to get to the to the <laughs> We're last two question. hours. We got two hours, and we got to yeah. and also and also like I, I love you, 
we we can't slide in last minute questions mid. I mean, blame me. I'm here. You guys knew it was gonna be a long show. No, it's yeah. all good. No, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, it's also fun to do. Like, I wanted a it. Show with like uh, with. It's a, been a week. A I wanted conference. to chat with Donnie about you know it's a yeah. big it's a big Xbox week too. It's a developer it direct. Yeah, like, I didn't want to wait till next week to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. And Lord, yeah, yeah Lord knows they don't let you talk about stuff on your own yeah. show. So Thanks for come having over me. here and do yeah, it. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, friends. Well, that's going to do it for the show. But before we go, uh, Donnie, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. And where can people find you the, on the internet? Uh, you can't find me on the internet, but you can find our outlet at PSVG. Just put that into like Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. It's just PSVG. You'll find us. Um, we do have links out there, a tap link where you can find all of our shows, all of our channels, all of our socials, anything that you want to find. It's like all in one link. It's all in our thing. So just click over there. And yeah, yeah we, we do PSVG every Wednesday night, YouTube and Twitch. And then we do Nintendo Shack every Sunday morning on YouTube and Twitch. And I'm on both shows and we've got other shows, but those are the two shows that I'm on. Nice. Nice. Sean, where can people find you? My game pass or sorry, my game gamer tag is Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri like the pants, just like it is on X or Twitter. Should change it to game pass. And it's like a pass, like a, just a, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, a literal, the multi-pass, the, from fifth element. Lee Lou Dallas multi-pass. Like your game pass. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like your okay. passport twitch.tv slash carpool gaming live where i failed to mention at the top of the show we played halo last weekend again halo infinite total fun amazing fun it was great times uh hey what's up with the chapter thing we didn't talk about it in the news they're changing seasons or size i posted the oh, yeah, there's no last, more seasons for but i don't understand it. update 29 cu 29 it's not it's nonsense um, okay I, We'll yeah. cover maybe There's, they're going to the master okay. i didn't know what it meant i was like what's happening is it they're like a good or a bad thing yeah. does it mean less know. content's coming or i don't know because i don't hate make it less that. like comparable to battle passes but it's it's supposed to be the, the bullet point that i heard was it's more in line with what they did with master chief collection rather yeah. than what they were moving towards with infinite so okay okay i don't know I feel like things were going well, so I don't know if this is like in the direction of things going well or just them. That's know, more like what I was asking. I was like, are they yeah. kind of quitting it or are they or is this a good thing? I don't know. We'll find out. I we'll look for you for knowledge. I don't know how, how these things I work. Know. I saw their little video and they seemed awkward about it. So people can go check themselves out there. Check oh, okay. out the video. It was super weird. They're like, <laughs> right. okay, it's, we're not well, calling the seasons anymore. Maybe it's, they're about to make a new Halo. <laughs> go, go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so awkward. They, they, they're like, they're put in front of the camera and they're like, you need to tell people that this is what we call it. And they're like, God, geez, really? Yeah, that's probably, so, that's enjoy. probably what that means then. Yeah. yeah that might be a enjoy. good thing. I don't know. We'll I don't know. This. Enjoy the video. It's awkward. So anyway, that's yeah. me, Ryan. Sean Capri on the internet everywhere. Cool. Capri, As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turfer. You also find me on Xbox Live at Mirage3160. You can also find us on X at Carpool Gaming, right here, youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming. Of course, podcast services around the globe. So for Donnie Reese and Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Tiffer. This has been episode 323 of the Xbox Drive. Yes, that's a palindrome, folks. And we're out. When will Xbox give us a Chucky game? The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. We want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from the Quest 4 Pixels podcast. You can check them out over at youtube.com slash Quest 4 Pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive. You can check out all of his music down below in the link tree found in the description of this podcast. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You can check them out over at phoenixoverdrive.com. And Quagmire, who humbly reminds you that the best babes are, in fact, Xeno babes. 
our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Jonas Young, and our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Awesome Dave 1337, Bob Blah Blah, Bowser, Brad Moore, Brian Reese, Cecily Carroza, Dan and Luma, Dano, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Yon32, Marcus O'Neill, JP, Shy Guy, and Tim Alf. Thank you all for all of your support. If you want to hop in the car with us, head over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you. We have all kinds of awesome content over there, including the Pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast, Carpool Gaming BTS, and a whole lot more.